When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Austin Eckler wants out of a Chargers uniform and Lamar Jackson reportedly done with Baltimore. Are both of these guys going to be in different situations in 2023? We're going to talk about that and more. We're talking about Javante Williams. Are we now worried again about Javante being ready for week one? Are they going to bring in competition? DeAndre Hopkins on the move and your phone calls and questions. The Fantasy Football Show, it begins right now the fantasyfootballshow.com studios it's the fantasy football show live monday through friday 7 p.m eastern what is going on good people you're watching the fantasy football show my name is smitty and we've got a whole lot to talk about from our boy javante a little more lamar news but it is different news so don't think we're just going to continue to beat a dead horse. We'll only talk about new stuff here on the Fantasy Football Show. So don't worry about that. Uh, also, we'll be opening up the phone lines and, and digging into all your Fantasy Football questions. So get ready for that. Let's start off with the uh, Austin Eckler news. Austin Eckler is reportedly okay moving on, but also okay staying put depending on the situation. But the problem is... He's an older player. He's 28 years old, and these running backs always think they're the exception to the rule, and I don't blame them. If I was Austin Eckler, I'd probably say, you know what, I'm going to be able to defy all the odds and play till 31 years old at an elite level, but Eckler's not going to get the deal he thinks he's going to get. He might be able to get some sort of uh, you know, money up front type of bonus action on a contract that, that extends him to a team-friendly uh, in a team-friendly way. Austin Eckler told uh, Greenlight with Chris Long podcast that he, he'd like to stay with the Chargers if it was under the right circumstances. Well, he has no choice. He, he has no choice. He can't hold out. He can't afford to hold out. Players can't hold out anymore. Not when they're under contract. They'll, they'll get hit with too many fines that will rack up. There's no... He likes to pretend he's got leverage here, but he doesn't. Now, will the team still do the right thing and offer him some sort of extension that makes him happy, gives him upfront money, even if he falls off in, in a year's time? Maybe. And and I think maybe the, the Chargers, it depends on if the Chargers feel like they can win right now. Does a team bring in Eckler and restructure him? Probably. And there could be some sort of upfront bonus money that Eckler settles on that wasn't what his original objective uh, ended up being, but he's going to realize his market. Like if, if Eckler gets traded to, let's say the Bengals, okay. Or the Buffalo bills, let's just say those, those are the spots that are still on our minds, right. Or the Eagles, he will be traded whether he wants to be traded or not. He has no say in over, over where he literally goes. Although he's been given permission to go kickstart some trade talks. So you got to think there's going to be a potential to go where he's been been kind of poking around at right but at this at the same time he will go where the compensation is appropriate and so if a, if a player wants to get in the austin eckler game right now that is not on his list let's say philly he hasn't even looked into philly uh, we're just using philly as an example 
and Philly offers the best deal, he's going to Philly. And I don't know that the, the Chargers were really all that excited about trading him. And they just wanted to appease him. He wanted to go out and potentially poke around at some trade uh, ideas and concepts. And ultimately, the Chargers are like, you bring us back an offer we can't refuse or a, a trading partner that gives us an offer we can't refuse. Maybe we'll accept it. But this is more appeasing Eckler, showing them, showing Eckler, the, the Chargers, that they're willing to work with him. Maybe also giving him a little dose of what his market value is, similar to what everybody's saying about Lamar, that the Ravens are sending Lamar out there with a, a non-exclusive tag so that he can go test his, his value, which is doing very badly for Lamar because mainly Lamar doesn't have an agent and Lamar let all the opportunities slip through his grasp. But Eckler's going to get a hard dose of reality that a team may be willing to give a second round pick for him to win now. But really under the contract that he already has that they would restructure, maybe front a lot of it as a bonus or convert some stuff to bonus money, maybe give him a little bit of extra bonus or something, but really just make it a team-friendly deal. That's all that's going to happen. Eckler's not going and signing a $50 million guaranteed deal at the age of 28. I know he feels he's worth that, but he's 28 years old. He's a smaller running back. The odds of him playing at a, a top five fantasy football level, which indicates he's getting massive volume. So really what I'm saying is the odds of him playing at massive volume and staying healthy at the age of 28, which is the new 31, very slim to none chance. Uh, slim being what? Let's call it 15%. Let, let's say not slim to none. We'll call it a very low percentage chance. 15% likely. And, and look, Derrick Henry did it at 28 last year, but he still was fighting the odds and he did it. But that doesn't mean you rinse and repeat just because Henry did it. Because one player did it. 28 years old is the year you go in with maybe a chance that they can pull off a miracle, which Derrick Henry did. 29? No way I'm getting in that boat. So Henry, I'm sorry, but that, that's why Henry's ADP is also in the third round right now because people realize that in general, he's a big risk. I will say I've adjusted and adapted my thinking though. If Henry's sitting there in round three and he plays elite football for 10 games, he could still win you a league if you if you pick up the right kind of combination of, of players, especially in best ball, where you could have Javante in round 10 come in late in the season and take over for injured Derrick Henry. Those things are all on my mind. And I will tell you, Derrick Henry's not the worst player to grab in round three. But we've adjusted and adapted. He's no longer going in, in top five to ten territory, let alone first round or even top of round two. He's a three, a two-three turn guy, Derrick Henry. And that's becoming acceptable to even me. Austin Eckler is still going at the top five, six, seven overall territory. And give me Tyree Kill every time. Give me Bijan over Eckler every single time. Bijan is quietly my number one overall running back in 2023. And you can at me all you want. You can say what you want. I really, I do care what you think. But the the hater, the, the, uh, the Heath. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. The hater, or Henry the hater out there, if you're upset over me telling you that a running back, a rookie running back named Bijan Robinson could be the number one overall player. Number one, Henry. Number one, as a rookie, yeah, I said it, but Smitty, Smitty, he hasn't. Volume's really loud. Smitty, he hasn't taken a snap yet. I don't care, Henry. I don't. But Smitty, you don't even know what team he's landing on. I, again, don't care, Henry. He's my number one quietly, as, as late as you can get him. I got a confession to make. I drafted him at six and seven the other night in the best ball. I'm sorry. Oopsie. I did it. I told you not to do it. I'll, I'll take a lap. It might be time to say six is okay, people. And, and, and I'm quite honestly, I feel like I would take him as high as I needed to take him. But I'm going to be quiet and careful and creep along and try and snag him at 6, 7, 8, 9 as much as I can. As much as I can. We're talking about Bijan. Eckler, I take Bijan over Eckler every single time. Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. I take Eckler every single time. I'll go as far as to say, got him. Got him. You can trust in Austin Eckler at five, six, seven overall value all you want. Uh, g- congratulations. You want a cookie? Great. Leave a comment. Tell me how wrong I am. Tell me how Eckler's got three years left. And, and I'll continue to look at the data I'll continue to trust my gut and my eyeballs that, yeah, could have me a year early, could have a year early, could have me regretting it or saying, do I really regret it? Do I really regret it? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I could I could really care less if I miss on Austin Eckler because I believe I'm still going to nail the pick and player I select in the spot where I would have taken Eckler and I'm deciding to pass on Eckler. This this goes back to that. Even if I'm wrong, I'm right. Even if I'm wrong, I'm right. Leo says I Smitty approved myself. That's correct. That is correct. I Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. My own take. And Leo, even when I'm wrong, I'm not wrong, Leo, because if I'm wrong about Eckler, I'm still right about Bijan. Who's laughing now? You know, in, in a worst case world for me, we're both right. I pass an Eckler, you get him. I take Bijan, we both rock it out. You know what I'm saying? We both win in a best case scenario for uh, upset Unger or or angry Angus that says that you need to love Austin Eckler, Smitty. You're going to be proven wrong. And then at the end of the year, angry Angus is going to come on here and go, Smitty, do you feel stupid now that Austin Eckler had... 14 played games. Yeah, he missed a couple, but he was an absolute monster down the stretch. He played 14, 15 games. Do you feel stupid? Actually, no, Austin. Angry Austin or angry Angus, whatever it was. Angry Angus. No, I don't feel ang- I don't feel anxious. I don't feel upset. I don't feel ashamed of myself because I landed Bijan, pal. I landed Bijan. I rode him all the way to the moon. To the moon. All the way. All the way. So. Back to the point here. Austin Eckler, do I like Austin Eckler in another situation? Maybe. Maybe he squeezes out more time in Buffalo, getting maybe more touchdowns. And he's not going to Buffalo at this point. But I'm just saying, like, if I was to 
to pluck him from the Chargers situation and 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 land him somewhere else. Would I like him in Chicago? I kind of would. You know, you could say, oh, the coach made it. I, I kind of like him there. I kind of like him there. Could he survive a little more if he's given less grunt work and they, they revert him back to a little more of the old Austin Eckler, the 700, 900-yard rushing Austin Eckler, not 1,300, 1,200. He's going to break. He's a smaller back, smaller statured, 28 years old, mileage through the roof. I don't care if he can do one-arm push-ups. That doesn't keep you on the field. Your body wears down. Your knees wear down. You're at 28 years old is the new 31. It just is what it is. And while I am okay with someone taking the gamble and proving me wrong and thinking that I'm all upset, I, I don't care about that. And I, and I respect all your takes if you want to give him one more go. But if you think he's deserving of a thirty, uh, a new two to three, four year deal, he's not because he's an older RB that's smaller in stature. Do I like him in Chicago though? I kind of do. I kind of do for one more year, not at top five value, but like if I could get him at the 12, 13 turn in a different situation where he wouldn't be run into the ground, maybe, but guess what? He's probably not getting traded at this moment in time. Since he feels like a real good bet, Chicago feels crafty, and 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 it doesn't matter what he wants. Smitty, he doesn't want to play in 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 the cold weather. It doesn't matter what he wants. If they want to trade him, they'll trade him. They don't they don't ultimately care what Austin Eckler wants. It's a business. It's a business, not a not a get together with your buddies. This is a business, and if the if they want to trade him, they'll trade him. And if if he's available for a second round pick, we're talking incompetence. If these teams won't go get Austin Eckler, won't go get even Derrick Henry, who I don't want unless he's in the fan, fantasy football third round. But even Derrick Henry, it's incompetence for teams not to go after these two guys for second round or even two third round type of uh, type of cost of entries. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, so Eckler, Eckler is potentially wanting out, uh, but he's, he would like to stay. He's made that very clear. But he also said in, a, in an interview that he's getting way underpaid. He can still give He's still in the prime of his career. And that might be true for how many games, though? Not probably an entire season. So it, it, these guys are going to... Look, I would think the same thing. I don't blame him. I'm different. I'm going to last till 33. I'm going to last till 33. Uh, 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 Black Swordsman says Eckler isn't worth more than a fifth. I totally disagree with that. And I'm coming in strong against Eckler, bro. So you're way, way below Eckler than even I am. Lamar Jackson, there's new news on Lamar. Uh, Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio writes that a representative for Lamar Jackson has told other teams he's ready to move on from the Ravens. So this isn't just like, you know, the athletics writing an opinion piece. This is Pro Football Talk talking to a representative for Lamar, which is either Lamar or his mother. So this is coming straight from the source. It's got to be. He doesn't have anybody else working on the case. This is his mom or Lamar. This is his mom's fax machine that's in the kitchen by the crock pot. This is how they're communicating right now. Teams and Lamar Jackson per the fax machine. Uh, We have a a fax. This is a representative of Lamar Jackson and we are ready to move on. Of course he's ready to move on because he feels this is what did I tell you guys? Animosity. Animosity. 
animosities created every single time someone gets franchise tagged because it's called the prison tag amongst players. You're, pigeon, you're putting someone in a box. You're pigeonholing them in a box. You're not allowing them to do anything that they that they want to do. Not to mention you got there out of, in your mind as a player, disrespect in terms of their valuation of you. Okay, so you're not franchise tagged and in a good mood toward the team that franchise tagged you because you're there, because you couldn't come to an agreement of how costly you were going to be or how much of a value you were to that team at a cost you felt was fair for you. So, of course, Lamar wants out. He wants out. And guess what? Just like the Packers eventually moved on, I'm hopeful the Ravens don't try and reel him back in because he's an absolute bust in Baltimore. He'll be a bust in Baltimore. He'll always be a bust in Baltimore unless they go heavy at wide receiver like JSN, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, which they could do with their number 22 overall pick. It's certainly possible. Maybe one of those guys is still available at 22. It's possible all four are gone. It's possible two are available. I don't want to hear what's not possible or what's what has to happen because the NFL draft's always a surprise. And these four wide receivers could go very, very quickly and that isn't to say all of them are locks. It isn't to say that Lamar can't bust even with one of those guys on roster. But at the end of the day, this is bust territory, a horrible situation for Lamar in Baltimore. It's been that way. It will continue to be that way. He's learning a new offense under Munkin, whether he stays or goes, because it is a new offense being deployed in, in, in Baltimore. Another thing to consider why this is this team the, the Baltimore Ravens is likely to just move on and say, you know what? Go ahead. We'll, like Regardless, we're getting rid of you. We're going to trade you. We're going we're gonna to see if offer sheets come in. We're probably going to deny said offer sheets, assuming they're above what we denied already. If they're below, they might reconsider. But one reason they might be wanting to move on, Munkin. Munkin's installing an offense right now. Guess who's not going to be there for quite some time? We're talking into July. Lamar Jackson. How are they going to install and, and create a new offense that they, they question Lamar anyway, right? Because he's failed for three straight years in Baltimore. We we all can, I think, agree there's there's blame to go around. Lamar can't stay healthy. Lamar is not the most accurate quarterback. quarterback. Uh, but we could also, I believe, a lot of us blame Baltimore and say they didn't set him up for success. They never gave him weapons. Maybe that's why he's getting hurt. Maybe they're asking him to run too much at 200, uh, 200 carries a, a season. So Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, in my opinion, and I wanted to first acknowledge uh, uh, Peanut Butter and Waivers first in the building, JCIM, yes, we are live, Sandu, the OJ, NFL me, Thomas, I feel I pr- appreciate you all filing in here. Um, they're going to want to move on at some, po- at some point because they can't create a new offense without the quarterback being present. So maybe they're moving on with Tyler Huntley. Maybe they're moving on in other ways, but I can tell you right now that it's going to it's going to be the 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 further we get into June and July, and this thing could stretch out. This offer sheet situation could stretch out until July 17. July 17 is the last day that the Ravens and Lamar can come to an agreement on a long-term extension. It's the last moment in time where they could trade him. 
It's the last moment in time where a team can send an offer sheet, Lamar can sign it, and the Ravens can either match it or send him packing in exchange for that team that offered it to first-round picks in the immediate two next NFL drafts whenever that time ends up being that it's signed and, and denied. So this is why we've talked about this over and over, that this is why there are several teams, I think, in play for Lamar, but after the 2023, what is going on here? What is going on here? There we go. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Joe Burrow will struggle against Patrick Mahomes. Why is this 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 disgusting statement still on my screen, Turbo? You know, you took a lap yesterday. You're taking a lap again. Take a Not my fault it was still there, Turbo. It, this is why I say Lamar Jackson doesn't have a lot of options right now. After the NFL draft, New England is in play. After the NFL draft... Indy is in play, not because these two teams can't be in play now, but because they do not want to give up their very early first round picks. We're talking about New England at number 14. We're talking about Indianapolis at four. They're not wanting to sign Lamar to an offer sheet when they have to surrender these first round picks. And de- same thing for Detroit. If Detroit wanted to get in later. And a lot of you are going to say Goff's the best ever, whatever. Okay, I'd take Lamar. You can take Goff all you want. I know Goff did good last year. I re- I really just don't I, I don't want to have that debate anymore because I don't think Goff's better than Lamar. I'm sorry. I don't care what he did or didn't do in Baltimore. Goff in a Detroit Lion uniform will be very, very scary, and that would be an instant Super Bowl contending team. I believe that. Whether you believe it or not, I believe that. So Detroit is definitely a team that should be involved. I don't know that they will be involved, but going back to to the Detroit Lions would not want to surrender their first rounder this year. The Colts would not. The New England Patriots probably would not, which means that at the end of the day, Lamar could be in play for these teams, but after the NFL draft, the, the two teams that can't even participate because they don't have first rounders in the offer sheet process are the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tennessee's also a player... Tennessee could be in play right now. Uh, I think Washington is also a potential player. Uh, Washington could be in play right now. So there's all kinds of, uh, you can't even see that. There's all kinds of teams that could pop up. Tennessee's clearly interested. The Colts could be interested. But this is going to be one of those things where the NFL draft is approaching pretty rapidly. We're almost near a month away from the NFL draft. So we literally could, could be in a holding pattern until after the draft and see a team get excited about acquiring Lamar Jackson. DeAndre Hopkins, we got a super chat here. Do we have any more super chats? Let me get the super chats out of the way. Thank you for the super chat. This is from Feather. Feather says, uh, uh, in Dynasty, do you prefer snake style or uh, third round reversal? I hate third round reversal. I hate third round reversal. I think it's, look, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I like traditional... You get the number one pick, you have a good, nice, huge advantage. Third round reversal is ridiculous to me. I I understand it's trying to level the playing field, but if you continue to keep trying to level the playing field, like, let's add a second quarterback. Great, that was fun. I like Superflex. It it did its job. Okay, let's make a PPR for wide receivers to make wide receivers more valuable than running backs. Then all of a sudden, wide receivers are too valuable. Now we got to give running backs half a point per carry. And then all of a sudden, now we got to make double tight ends. Or now we got to make tight ends two points per reception. And you just get carried away and you keep adding to your scoring 
And before you know it, you're coming to me with a scoring system that I can't help you with. Why on earth does a commissioner... Let's go... What is going on here? What is going on here? Are we going into ramp mode? Are we going into ramp mode? I feel like it's time. I, I feel like we haven't been ranting in quite some time. I don't even know where my ramp button is anymore. Where's my ramp mode? I can't even find Warning. my ramp button. Warning. It's, Warning. It, it's ridiculous. Warning. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Max. Time for a Smitty rant. I gotta tell you. I, I, I don't know how to help some of you commissioners out there that run these ridiculous scoring formats. Why are you doing it? How am I supposed to create content for you? How are you supposed to get content for you, provided for you, when you do a league that's got two quarterbacks, half a point per carry, you get negative points if your player shows up to the field to start off with, you get all these crazy tight end points, uh, where a tight end gets two and a half points per reception, and you get long bonus points for catches for running backs only. How am I supposed to provide content for you? I couldn't even play in your league su successfully in year one. And you're coming to me for advice. Stop tweaking with fantasy football regular scoring. You've done it enough. It, when I was a, an old dog in the industry, it was hard enough to get used to PPR. I did. Now I love PPR. Then 2QB came in. I'm okay with 2QB. I am. But I'm not going to be okay with this half a point per carry and these double tight end bonus points for your second tight end and three points per catch for your tight end. Why? Why? There's a reason you're creating these because you made a mess for yourself. Your name Your name is your, your, your messy, messy, I don't know, Mario. Messy Mario screwed up his league. Or, or, you're a corrupt commissioner that played in a league scoring format that no one else has played in. You know the commissioner I'm talking about. And if it's you, you know I'm talking about you. But everybody watching right now has that corrupt commissioner, corrupt Cody, in your league. He literally says, hey guys, we're going to go ahead and change over to the scoring format that none of you know. I know it. I'm that guy. I've got ADD. This is like this is like Mr. ADD, right? He's your commissioner. He's out of control. He, he doesn't. This is everybody's commissioner I'm describing right here. This is why we're going to have commissioner boot camp. But, but crazy Cody, chaos Cody, he is corrupt, corrupt Cody. He decides what to do because it benefits him. None of you have played in this format before. He runs the league like an anarchy dictatorship and he decides what happens. He overrules trades instead of allowing everybody to just trade in general or have a trade veto process that at least is fair. Cody's corrupt and you need to send him to my commission school boot camp. We're going to do it live. We're going to do it live. We're going to have a little boot camp and you can get it. You can get your commission Smitty approved and I will go over all the rules. I will go over all the do's and don'ts. I will make him a commissioner of the people by the time he's done with the boot camp. Commissioner boot camp inbound, inbound, but stop enough with your crazy, crazy scoring. It's ridiculous.
Hopkins. Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. There are suitors. Are suitors are zero zeroing in on uh, on Hopkins. R- Ron, I know. I know you like my rants. There you go. There's another rant. <sighs> Lamar Jackson. Suitors are closing in. Who are the suitors? Who are the suitors? Who could be the suitors? You thought they were going to be. Uh, uh, New England still potentially in play. And I don't like that location unless they get Lamar. And like Bella, check yourself, and I discussed earlier uh, yesterday, and I believe the day before, that New England's one of my dark horse locations for Lamar because Bill Belichick doesn't care about this corruption uh, scheme of boycotting that people think some of the owners are involved in. And there could be a couple in, involved in that, but it's not a grand scheme. QB poor teams don't care about what the QB rich teams tell you about not going after Lamar. Hey, uh, yeah, this is our, this is our beach. Um, the, this, these are all the GMs that have good tight ends, by the way, talking. And, uh, good quarterbacks, I'm sorry, good quarterbacks. We want you to not go after Lamar Jackson, okay? And yeah, don't worry about why. It, it has to do with contracts. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Mahomes. Don't worry about him. We gave him the biggest contract known to man. But we're here to tell you that you're not allowed, according to the big boy club rule, to go after Lamar and give him a guaranteed contract. Not to mention that you could just offer something, right, with, that's not fully guaranteed and, and prove a point that way. But let's pretend that that idea doesn't exist that it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But even if it's true, Bill Belichick ain't following those rules. Bill Belichick doesn't care about the big boy club. Bill Belichick isn't going to listen to other GMs and he'll do what he wants or he'll, or he'll walk away. Bill Belichick, I only like this move though to New England if you're getting Hopkins, okay? Hopkins, so Lamar and Hopkins. So if you preemptively go get Hopkins, I love New England for for Hopkins landing spot with Lamar. But if let's say Hopkins goes there and there's no Lamar or let's say Lamar goes there and there's no Hopkins, I don't like that. If they with the number 14 overall pick, let's say they draft Zay Flowers or they draft uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba and they get Lamar. I love that. I love that. But if Flowers isn't there involved, or Quentin Johnson, or Addison, maybe Addison. Addison and Lamar. Addison is great. Addison is fantastic. Addison and Lamar. That would be fantastic. But if it's one or the other, if it's just Hopkins and no quarterback, if it's Addison and no and no Lamar, or it's Lamar with no wide receiver, then I don't like it. But New England is definitely an option for Hopkins if we're talking DeAndre Hopkins, which is what we're talking about right now. Hopkins. I feel like Chicago was and still could be. I get it that they got they got DJ Moore, and I like that. But Hopkins for a second round pick, you'd be crazy not to hand Justin Fields, a mobile quarterback who throws outside the pocket, the number one wide receiver in the league in terms of catching the football when his quarterback is scrambling outside the pocket. That is what DeAndre Hopkins specializes in. So this is absolutely the best landing spot. I think, in the entire National Football League for DeAndre Hopkins. They're not trading him in the NFC West, so we'll move out of that territory. Uh, The Panthers, probably not. Saints, I mean, you never know, but probably not. Uh, Bears, like I said, yeah, maybe. Uh, Packers, wouldn't it be crazy if the Packers went after a wide receiver after all this time? Let's give Jordan Love all the support we can give him. Let's give him multiple wide receivers. Let's go ahead and do it. I can see the Green Bay Packers screwing Aaron Rodgers. 
through that little side move there. The Lions, nah. The Vikings, I don't think it happens. The Commanders, no. Giants, New York Giants. New York Giants are a fantastic landing spot for, for DeAndre Hopkins. Give Danny Dimes a weapon like that. That could do both of them some good. Uh, Cowboys uh, no longer probably in play, right? Uh, after after moves that have been already made. They kind of almost like, I don't want to say seal the deal, but they maybe maybe take Hopkins off the off the table. The Eagles probably not. The Broncos maybe Denver moves one of the you know the wide receivers. There's a lot of rumors about about maybe one or both wide receivers getting kind of shopped around, right? Maybe they go after uh, Hopkins after that move. Totally possible. I mean, Russell Wilson to Hopkins would be very, very interesting. Uh, Raiders, I wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders just went and got more weapons so that they can't use them. It, it really wouldn't. Is anybody going to be shocked if the Raiders go after DeAndre Hopkins? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It really wouldn't because they would just be wasting them away. There's no way Jimmy G can facilitate the football to any of these weapons, so it would be ridiculous. The Chargers would be unreal, okay? Give, give Justin Herbert... This is one of my other favorite locations. We're going to circle my favorite locations. KC, uh, I like KC. I'm going to do a dotted circle around it because they're the kind of team that that you think this is great and that it doesn't necessarily work out. It gets spread around too much. On its face, it feels like a good landing spot. Houston, I don't think so. They're going young, not to mention he's not going to go back to Houston, even though it's a different a different like you know, regime. They still wouldn't bring him in. They're, they're about building up. They're about building from, from the ground up, not taking in some older player. Indianapolis. What if Indy gets Lamar? So if Lamar and Hopkins go to Indy, that would be phenomenal. Lamar and Hopkins to Indy. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Indy's potentially in play. I won't circle them unless under the assumption they were going to get Hopkins or they're going to get with that number four overall pick. Uh, uh, I I guess I'm going back to, uh, to the Colts with Lamar. If they get Lamar and they get, they get Jackson Smith and Jigbo with this pick or obviously traded down to get Jackson Smith and Jigbo. I love it. Hopkins, let's say they use this on an uh, offensive line piece or defensive piece. They go get Lamar and they trade for Hopkins. I still love that. I still love that for Indy. I like Lamar and Indy if there's a wide receiver that is bigger and greater than Pittman and Pittman becomes the number two wide receiver. Um, Titans, uh, look, if the Titans got Lamar, same concept. You know, if they got Hopkins and Lamar and they kept Henry, it's something to think about. Um, and then and then the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars, no. Prob- probably not. There's too many mouths to feed. Hopkins to the Browns. I've heard people rumor that, but I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't necessarily want it. I, I know he'd be right at home with this boy Deshaun Watson, but there's a lot of mouths to feed there at that point with a quarterback I don't fully trust is the same quarterback he used to be. But that would be one way to get him potentially Deshaun Watson back on track. Uh, but I don't know that it'd be great for Hopkins. Uh, Cincinnati, why not? I mean, I, I don't think we'd love it for Jamar, but I think Jamar could survive anyway and still be the go-to guy. But like for Burrow, that would be to the moon, right? It would kind of hurt. It would kind of hurt the wide receiver room a little bit, but it would help Joe Burrow. Uh, Baltimore, if Baltimore keeps Lamar, they could go after Hopkins, I suppose. Um, the Jets, why not? Why not? Why not? I would do it if, if I was the Jets for a second round pick. You've already crushed the draft, you know, in the past. You don't necessarily need to crush everyone. Go get Hopkins and win a Super Bowl. I would do it. 
I would do it. Similar to the Christian McCaffrey thing, a second and third and a fourth rounder was highway robbery for Christian McCaffrey, and teams sat on their hands, and the, the, the Niners just walked in and stole them away. Like, even if you don't totally need him, Hopkins to the Jets would be smart for the Jets. They would win a Super Bowl. Uh, again, New England we talked about, so I'll put New York on here. New York Jets. Um, Dolphins, probably not. Bills, honestly, I, I don't mind the Bills. That would be that would be a good a potential landing spot. Those are the potential Hopkins landing spots, okay? I've circled the ones I absolutely love. I probably absolutely love this one, too. So, absolutely love. I, I kind of absolutely love this one, too. I kind of like them all, bro. Just depends on Lamar. Lamar, Giants is pretty good. Just depends on what's going on. All right, let's go back to uh, we'll go back to the, the, the news board here. And let's get to Javante, and then we'll open the phone lines up. Javante is a... Curious case of Javante Williams 2023, right? And there's 170 of you in here. Please punch that thumb up button on your way in the door. Please. We got 49 people that have wiped their feet appropriately with the thumb up button. Please punch that thumb up button. Let's get those eyeballs of 171 to match the thumbs up, please. Um, there's a good chance the Broncos add a running back in the draft, according to The Athletic. Now, let's let's keep in mind this is, again, an athletic uh, like opinion report. But the problem is we've heard all kinds of different things and some of it has been like unconfirmed to to a significant degree. He's going to start the year on the PUP. Not totally confirmed, but a, a big fear we all had anyway. Then we got a report after that, you know, weeks and weeks later, that Javante Williams is actually on track for week one. And he's running and things are looking good. So people started getting excited again. His ADP climbed up. His ADP, ADP became, you know, something of an unrealistic expectation and, a, and a, an ADP that I was avoiding because now he's going around six and seven instead of eight, nine, ten, which was a steal for Javante. Because if Javante started the year on the PUP, you know, then he would have he would have been a pretty good value in the 10th or 11th round, even if you didn't use him until week eight. So the fact that this news is coming out. It's probably good in a way that it lowers the ADP value. And now he's more affordable again, especially in best ball promo code Smitty. Um, best ball promo code Smitty. We got Rockouts not happy. Rockout says 170 in here and only 56 thumbs up. Those are rookie numbers. Pump those numbers up. But but Javante to me, I you know he had the more severe knee injury. He had the knee injury that you don't like to see where not only do you tear the ACL, which you can see at the center of the knee if you turn the, the knee model around, you, you snap the ACL, he damaged another ligament on the side, the the LCL. And that that is a tough injury when you have two different pieces of the knee that got rocked. And to do that, you had your knee twisted a different way than if you just snapped your ACL cleanly like Brees Hall had. And Brees Hall's way ahead of schedule. Brees Hall's probably going to look like he never tore his ACL to some degree and Javante I'm not saying that's still impossible for Javante to get there and we certainly get behind him if if, if we got good reports right that said Javante is going to be as good as new by week one if we got confirmed hardcore concrete reports we believed in and and we heard that his LCL is not even an issue anymore and it was just really the ACL recovery at this point, we could get behind him and say, you know what, if we're, get, if we're behind Brees Hall, we can get behind Javante Williams. The problem is, I get a bad feeling that he's not going to be ready, and he's going to be more of the J.K. Dobbins, barely even potentially thought to be capable of playing week one, so therefore he's not playing early on. He maybe even comes and goes a little bit, right? Then they put him on PUP. Uh, he goes missing for four or five weeks, and then they bring him in, and guess what? 
Sean Payton's not going to be like, oh, we'll just have a, a random Joe in the lineup. He could bring in a, 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 they could draft a Sean Tucker. They could draft a very serious threat for carries. And I'll tell you right now that if 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 Sean Tucker's drafted by the, the Broncos and he lights it up in the first month of the season, you have a problem. And Javante Williams, unfortunately, injury can take a player's career down. It can literally ruin the opportunities that you once had in front of you, and it sucks. I can't tell you how upsetting it is for me to even say there's a possibility that Javante Williams may never become what he could have become. Hackett ruined him. I know the ACL injury itself was hard to blame on Hackett, but maybe if Javante was already full go, he wouldn't have been in a position to tear his ACL in that moment in time, and it upsets me that Hackett ruined him. It upsets me that Hackett ruined him. This guy would have been a top five running back, I have no doubt. I'll take it to my grave. But we do have to acknowledge that there's a lot of risk at this point. And if you're drafting him in round six or seven, like we've seen on Underdog, promo code SMITTY, link in description. We're going to mock draft uh, at some point uh, tonight. We're going to mock draft at midnight, about 1230 tonight. And, or not mock draft. We're going to live draft. Best ball draft. I keep saying mock draft. We got a live best ball draft tonight. Promo code Smitty. Link in description. Uh, if you aren't signed up in enough time, like right now, and you just show up tonight, you're not going to get in in time. So let me drop the link here uh, in the uh, live chat as well. So there's the link right there. Sign up now. Get signed up ahead of time. So you can, you can draft tonight and participate because the spots go like this. But Javante in round 8, 9, 10 was safe. Even if he missed half of the season. Like, round 10 was okay. Round 6, 7, no way. You can't take a guy you don't know is going to even be there for the first half of the season, let alone that his job will be there once he's ready to come back. You just don't have any assurances whatsoever. I hate to say it, but it is what it is at this point. What better way to spend my birthday than watching the best football channel and drinking some cold drinks? Happy birthday, Christian. Christian is the man. Christian, happy birthday, my guy. Salute to you. Thank you for the super chat. boy. Appreciate you. Happy birthday, my guy. How old are you today, Christian? Uh, how young are you today? Javante, avoid until further notice. We're going to go to the phone call segment. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, real quickly, uh, formerly of the Bills, signed with the Colts. He's a good low receiver. This Lamar Jackson news, the Colts did not rule out opening discussions for Lamar. Colts could be in play, like I mentioned earlier. This is the Austin Eckler uh, piece right here. I'm moving things around all over the place. Uh, Let me put that back. Sorry about that. Austin Eckler. Here's this piece of news on Austin Eckler where he's saying that uh, it's not like, oh, I hate the Chargers and I need to get out. Let me read this in the megaphone voice. Uh, here it is, Austin Eckler. Oh, I hate. It's not like. Oh, I hate the Chargers. I need to get out of this organization. I need to leave. That couldn't be further from the truth. I would like to stay under the right circumstances. If they overvalue me, is what he says. Look, I mean, it's criminal that running backs get underpaid, but unfortunately, they can't backdate the payment to this guy and pay him what he's deserved. You know, the entire dominant little stint he's had the last three or four years. He's not going to be what he once was very soon. Very soon. It's gonna the drop-off's gonna happen quicker than he he likes. And maybe he knows that and he's smart to try and get it, but he's only gonna get some sort of upfront bonus type of extension that will be very team friendly, which he could definitely do. And maybe that's worth trying, right? I'm not saying he can't get done what he's trying to trying to accomplish. He might get like an extra five or ten mil 
just from getting traded. You know what I mean? So good on him if he pulls it off. But definitely feel like it's not something that uh, is going to be easy for him to pull off. Okay, uh, let's see here. Cam Newton, I I can't wait to throw at Auburn's Pro Day. This guy is going to try and get back into the league. To be completely honest with you, I know some of you are going to think this is crazy. But I, I agree with him that there are a couple starting quarterbacks in the National Football League that he's still better than. That doesn't mean he's a top 20 quarterback. He's not. He's not a top 20 quarterback. And in the right situation I could see him doing okay is he better than is he better than Mac Jones probably you you can you can laugh at me if you want you could say Cam's wash will Cam stay healthy probably not but do I trust Cam Newton under center more than Mac Jones yes and the, the Patriots shouldn't have released him when they went in the direction of Mac Jones because he actually had a pretty good preseason when he was released and cut if I remember correctly, and we were all kind of shocked. Why did they cut him? Why did they cut him? He just had a good preseason because they wanted to go all in on Mac Jones. But I'm telling you right now that I would rather have Cam Newton than Jimmy Garoppolo. How, how, how mad does that make some, some of you out there? How mad does that make some of you Jimmy Truthers out there? I'm sure you're steaming right now in your pants. I'm sure you're upset as can be because Smitty just said he'd rather have Cam Newton than Jimmy Garoppolo. But guess what? I would. I would. Ten times out of ten. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not apologetic apologetic for it. I'm not. I'm not saying Cam's a top 20 QB. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Jimmy G isn't either. And, and Jimmy G ain't staying healthy. And this winner is going to be proven to be a, a coattail rider. And that's not his fault. It's just that it's the facts. And and Cam probably deserves to be a backup somewhere for sure. Uh, Living Legend, you can call in again, pal. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. DeAndre Hopkins comes into focus. That's They're all ramping up. This is what I talked about earlier. Sim- similar to the Brandon Cooks trade he would have an altered contract if traded. That, that is definitely probably true. Phone lines are open. Living legend, call in. Living legend, I missed your call. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Mike is celebrating four months as a YouTube exclusive member. Smitty, why are ACL injuries usually non-contact? Um, they aren't always usually non-contact. They, they, they sometimes can be, but they're not, they're, you know, lately it's been a helmet to the knee. Anytime the, the knee bends like this, you snap the ACL if it's done in a certain way. Cause the ACL, you can see in the back, it's a real, it's designed to keep the two joints very, very tight. And this move, see it stretching those two, the PCL and the L, the ACL in the back. These are the, the ACL and PCL crossing, um, that snaps it. A lot of times a player's foot gets caught in the, in the turf. And that's why players want real grass is because the turf, it's very, very easy for a player to trip up. And, and, and when they get their foot caught, they just their ACL snaps because their momentum's carrying them forward and their foot's caught. And so there's a lot of those, those injuries, but they're usually on turf. But a helmet to the side of the knee, that's how Brees Hall tore his ACL. Brees Hall's knee went like that. It just got hit with a helmet. It tore it. Clean tear. Um, sometimes those knee to the, those, those helmets to the knee caused MCL injuries as well. Living legend. You're on the, you're on the live show, pal. What can I do for you? Hey man, what's going on, Smitty? Oh, pretty, not much. Just hanging out, bro. Hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. I, I feel you. I, I feel the players. I feel the same way as the players. I, I like to have real grass as well. So I yeah. definitely 
understand understand that aspect. So what's what's going on with Lamar, man? They say the guy's gone now. Well, I mean, he he wants to move on, according to his representative, which either is him or his mother, because those are the only two parties representing him. Uh, so, I mean, I don't blame him for wanting to be gone. I also don't blame the Ravens for wanting him to be gone. I, I could see both yeah. sides. I mean, Lamar's not proven anything, you know, from a long-term perspective. But you got to be you. You're either objective about it, and you say to yourself, okay, what weapons did he have or not have? And were they asking him to do too much? When people say Lamar can't stay healthy, he's not worth it. Bro, as much as I want to rip on Lamar because I have been predicting him to be a bust for three straight years and I have been 100% correct, living legend from a fantasy perspective, he's been an absolute bust at the end of the day for three straight years. Regardless of injury, regardless of what, however it shakes out, if you drafted him, he disappointed you three years in a row. So you'd think I'd be all over the, the stay away from Lamar situation but sometimes I defend things that need defending and while I don't feel like he's a lock to stay healthy while I don't feel like he's a lock to become what everybody thinks he can't become now all of a sudden when everybody loved Lamar for three straight years and I got nothing but pushback on my Lamar stay away from him nothing but pushback every time I brought it up Lamar's a monster he's MVP blah 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 now everybody's very quick to act like they've been against Lamar anti-Lamar for the last decade and they haven't been but what I'm saying is you got to be objective enough to say if you gave him weapons and you didn't ask him to run the ball 200 times and you didn't have him running for his life because he has no weapons that are open and he has no ability to curb and, and help his passing accuracy, uh, you know, part of his game, right? Like, how do you, how did you expect Josh Allen to get better? Coaching and weapons. How did you expect Jalen Hurts' accuracy to get better? Coaching and A.J. Brown. So we're really going to act like Lamar Jackson can't become a more accurate quarterback if Dable got his hands on him? We're really acting like Lamar Jackson's accuracy, it is what it is, can't be improved if you gave him DeAndre Hopkins or Quentin Johnston, a big body target. Like, are we really going to act like there's not a possibility Lamar could become better if he was enabled? That's the problem I have with the anti-Lamar arguments to say he's just going to get hurt. That's very close-minded. I think. Yeah, especially 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 since uh you know the, like last year they found the Ravens finally had like an actual solid offensive line. I know the year before their offensive line was trash, man. I think they had Villa Noeva. And you know where he's at right now. You know, the guy used to play for the Steelers and they'll come into the Ravens for that one year. Like he was trash. You know, Ronnie Stanley obviously has been a herdaholic, you know, what I mean he definitely gotta go to Herdaholics Anonymous classes. Even though he did, even though he did, you know, actually play a lot last year, yeah. relatively speaking, to him not playing for the, the past three years before that through the ankle injuries, but offensive line was some trash, man. Yeah, man, this, they had no running backs in twenty and twenty and last year. Yeah, actually, yeah, like who we have? Uh, Devontae Freeman. You know, Devontae Freeman. I ain't gonna lie, he did all right. He did. He played well as he could play physically for what he was at that point in time of his career. Yeah, well, I give him the edge, but uh, hey, Le'Veon Bell. Was, yeah, was th- th- this comment right here, Field, was, Fields. Fields is a two-trick pony. Look, I, I Goose, I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. You're my boy. I'm even going to send you to the moon before I get, I tear into this one. So, to Goose the to the moon. I don't want you to take offense to this, Goose. I'm I'm going at the, the, the stance, and I'm picturing somebody else that isn't Goose, okay? I'm picturing Bob when I start yelling about this right now. But are we really here? Are we really, we really judging Fields? 
when I just explained that Lamar had no weapons, Fields had no weapons. Everyone's going to be so all over Fields right now like they currently are starting to become. Now everybody's saying Fields over Lamar. Fields, where were the Fields doubters? And look, I wasn't high on Fields to an extreme degree at all coming out of college. I'll admit it, but that's part of this process. You adjust and adapt once you see a player in the NFL. Sometimes, especially with quarterbacks, and I'm a quarter quarterback guru, okay? I've, I, I've got records for it, okay? Fantasy Pros labeled your boy the number one quarterback draft ranker in 2021, 2020, and 2019 average for three straight years. Number one in the entire fantasy industry. I know what I'm talking about with quarterbacks, and I'm admitting to you, you can't always know what a quarterback's going to become coming out of college. There's a lot of things to worry about with Fields, but after I see him play even a little bit, I know right away, I know in the rookie season, whether my evaluation was off, whether I need to circle back around and like this quarterback. And, and if you think Fields is a two-trick pony when he carried the team on his back, and again, Goose, I'm not picturing you right now. I'm, I'm talking about Bob. Fields has got weapons now. Fields could have more weapons. The, the Bears have the number nine overall pick. They may spend that on Jackson Smith and Jigba. We don't even know. They may trade down a little and draft Quentin Johnston. We don't even know. They may bring in Hopkins for a second round or third round pick. We don't even know. DJ Moore is enough anyway if they don't bring in another wide receiver and they get to spend the nine pick of the rest of their draft and the free agency they still have to come to build around this guy. I'm telling you right now, this two-trick pony you're talking about is going to win the division. And not only is he going to win the division, he could potentially be a, a top three or four team in the conference at the end of the year. We're talking about in the NFC, it could be the Chicago Bears as one of my top four teams left in the playoff race to the, to the conference championship. You're talking about four teams being left, one of them being the Chicago Bears. You heard me right. This is not a two-trick pony. This is a guy that had no weapons no weapon similar to Lamar, and now he's got him. And not to mention, they may still trade for Henry or Dalvin Cook or potentially Austin Eckler using a second-round pick. They may still trade for Hopkins. Everyone's going to jump on board like they did Jalen Hurts. Everybody complained about Jalen Hurts being a one-trick pony. He can only run. He's not accurate. Then he got A.J. Brown, and everybody started making excuses. Oh, maybe, maybe A.J. Brown is going to be the reason he's good. And, oh, you know what? Let me put a backdoor way out of this so I don't look stupid later, so I have a way out. I'm going to say he better do... This is the thing you heard over and over. This was everybody's favorite line. Well, this is... He better do well with A.J. Brown or then he's really done. Like, now he's got no excuse of being good because I was wrong. This is my way out on Jalen Hurts being an absolute monster. Everyone's going to say the same thing. Fields is going to be everybody's darling after the season begins and he's four weeks into domination. Go ahead, living legend. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with all. That. Hold up, hold up. Maybe I'm tripping though. One, I thought one trick pony only mean you could do one thing. What, what does two trick pony mean? Maybe I'm, I'm, I must be tripping. Maybe, maybe he meant that in a good way, and I went on a rant for nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure, yeah. I think one trick pony mean like all, all they could do is one thing. Two trick pony means they could do like multiple maybe he, things, maybe yeah. What, what do you like mean I'm by tripping. that, Goose? And Goose, I'm sorry, I, none of that was aimed at you, but Goose, I want to know what a two trick pony is, bro. I want to know what a two-trick two pony is. 
Uh, Cage, let's see what negative thing Cage has to say. I didn't even read it yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna look over at it right now. Hum, uh, Cam isn't humble enough to take a backup role. Oh, that's not that. That's not that negative. I'm sure Cage has something else negative to say, though, somewhere. I'm sure I could find it. The Bears literally had to change their offense midseason to play off of the field, off of fields because their offensive weapons were garbage. Exactly. Exactly. Fields was able to adapt. To do what Fields did, I don't think people understand how, how special it was to do what he did without weapons. To literally be a team that was scary to play. And they had no weapons. And he got hurt because they ran him into the ground. That's why. That's why. And what, and what, happened, to my, and what happened to my man? I thought my man was going to do good last year. My man Mooney. You know, I love Mooney, man. I don't know what happened with Mooney last year, man. That was my guy, man. Prime prime call in. Prime call in on this. And explain to me how this is different. Please call in. Because Philly was, was a disaster. Philly couldn't get it right. Philly was was doubting their quarterback more than Fields is doubted because Fields has the support of his team. But both teams contemplated maybe going into the draft, maybe drafting a quarterback. So in a way, Fields didn't get public support he should have entering this draft when polls started to talk about, hey, maybe we'll draft a quarterback. I know some of that was posturing, but that still is a hit to the ego when you hear that. So, Prime, please call in and explain how this is a completely different situation. Hertz was having to do things on his own. People complained about his accuracy. Fields had to do things even more on his own, and people complained about his accuracy, calling him a one- or a two-trick pony. So tell me how it's different, because it really isn't. It really isn't, Prime. It really isn't at all. I, th- I think it's a Spider-Man meme. You know what I mean? I think it's the same situation as it was last year with Hurts. It is. Spider-Men are pointing at each other as we speak on this topic. Uh, Bam says, what's yeah. up, Smitty? Uh, likelihood of both Lamar and Eckler ending up on the same team? Probably probably slim, bro. But, uh, you know, anything's possible. That would be crazy. That would be crazy if it happened. Uh, he but has Eckler, two Eckler, tricks. Eckler still, still uh, running back one for you, though? Who? Eckler. Eckler, uh, no, I, I have a feeling Eckler. It depends where he goes, but I have a feeling Eckler is gonna have a bad, uh, an injury plague season. He might be fire for the first oh. month though, but I think at 28 years old, I'm avoiding him at top, you know, six, seven talent. Uh, hold on one second, Mario. I'm gonna come to you in a second. Living legend, stay right there. Uh, this is from Goose. Goose is answering the question. He has two tricks: run like a madman or scramble for eight seconds till someone is wide open to hit him. He can't read defenses yet, but he is still learning. I mean, it, it's kind of hard. Like, Goose, I appreciate what you're trying to clarify here. And no rookie, no rookie, no sophomore, even a third-year quarter, third year quarterback is when you start to, like, really read defenses well. Mahomes couldn't read a single defense his entire rookie or his entire first year because he sat out as, as a rookie. His entire first year, he couldn't read defenses. He admitted that. So, like, this isn't some shock to me that Fields is having trouble, like any rookie, completely reading defenses. But to suggest that this is some sort of, like, negative that makes him a two-trick pony, he scrambles around because he can't read defenses. He can read defenses fairly well. I wouldn't say he can't read defenses, period. He can read defenses fairly well. And, and, And to be honest with you, I, I think it's very harsh to say he can't read defenses when he has no weapons getting open, bro. How do you know how well he can even read a defense at this point? Yeah, he probably isn't a pro at it, but he has nobody open. Goose, 
No one's open. Nobody's running around wide open. He's trying to read a defense. He's, he doesn't have an opportunity to even read a defense. He's trying to find a way to get out of, of dodge, bro. Like, that doesn't make any sense, Goose. It really doesn't. I, I appreciate you, pal. I love you, but it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. That he can't read defenses? How are you going to say that about a guy that has nobody open ever? I don't get it. Mario, you're live on the show. <sighs> What's up, man? What's up? So, initially I was calling about uh, Bijan, but, you know, the what you were just talking about, you know, kind of kind of irks me the way how people are closed-minded to these things. Like, they're not realizing that these quarterbacks have no receivers, dude. Like, what is he supposed to do? Make, they got to make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? And not to call out Goose, but uh, you got to be mindful to the situation. Like, this guy has nobody to throw to, you know? And he's still... He's still making it happen for people. Like, he's making it happen for fantasy teams. Like, the upside's there. The promise is there. You just got to give this guy some time, you know? I agree. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> to judge Lamar solely on his situation in Baltimore. It is so annoying, though, bro, when someone comes in and goes, yeah, it, oh. we'll, we'll be, look, we're, we're how long are we into the show? We're an hour into it, exactly. We're one hour exactly into the show. And someone's going to stroll in. And maybe they haven't watched the entire show, so we've given the benefit of the doubt. But someone's going to sh- stroll in and go, Yeah, Lamar's not accurate. And uh, Lamar uh, Jackson, um, he'll never stay healthy. Those are the, those are the two laziest oh. comments about Lamar you could, ac- you could actually think of. Two of the most lazy Whatever. statements about Lamar. He's hurt because they run him into the ground. He's got no weapons. He's inaccurate because he has no good wide receivers. Not that he is the most accurate quarterback in the world the moment he gets good wide receivers, but it is lazy. Right. It is lazy analysis. Absolutely lazy. Yeah. It's just or Like, his number one receiver is Rashad Bateman, dude. And, Bateman. It, and, and it wasn't. He didn't play. He didn't play. Yeah. And he ended up not even he, being he his play? number one. Even, yeah, come on, dude. Like, let's, let's be real. Let's look in the mirror. Like, just yeah. tell you, just. Realize that you're just a Lamar hater, and when he goes to a new team, gets the weapons he has, and has a resurgence of this dude's a former MVP. You know what I'm saying? He was a former MVP, and when he had who was it, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown? Like he turned Hollywood Brown into like whatever a top eight receiver or something. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy, bro. And then what they do? They they trade him away. They trade him away after he did that. Cage. They trade him away. They trade him away. Uh, Cage. Uh, if you're the Texans, why would you not explore acquiring Lamar? They have some key pieces now. I think that they, because they have that two-pick, bro, it's really, really rare to be in the situation that they're in. Now, you might not believe in the quarterbacks, but when you're talking about Lamar costing two first-rounders, okay, number one, uh, and the fact that, that that you're going to draft your court, like they're, they're using that number two-pick on a quarterback, if they were to, let's say, use that two-pick, trade it down, uh, and get Jackson Smith and Jigba, and with the 12-pick, they take Bijan Robinson, and then with their 2024 first and 2025 first, they surrender those in the offer sheet process for Lamar, you could win with that. And I'd actually be okay with that process. I wouldn't feel, I don't think anybody here would be upset at Lamar, Bijan, and Jackson Smith and Jigba in Houston. 
But if you're the Houston uh-huh. Texans right now and they're trying to build slowly and they've got a plan of attack and that plan is they take their quarterback at two, somebody maybe they believe will be better than Lamar. And that's on them. Like you can't you can't judge a, a team for saying we like Bryce Young more than Lamar and he'll be better than Lamar. Or we like Stroud better than Lamar. Or we like Stroud or, or we like uh, Anthony Richardson to be a top five or six quarterback in the NFL. You can't blame a team for having that thought process, right? So if they get this cheap quarterback at number two overall, they still get Jackson Smith and Jigba. Maybe they miss out on the Bijan part that you would be allowed to do if you were to keep the, the, the two and the 12 to not use on quarterbacks. But then, then you have Pierce getting, you know, he's wasting away. So I understand why you would look into it or talk about it, but the, at the end of the day, you're going to have a cheap team, and you're building. You've got Pierce, very cheap. You've got your quarterback, very cheap. You've got your wide receiver, if you draft one there, very cheap, and you're going to still build next year, and Houston could be doing it right. So I understand why they're doing it. I'm not saying I don't get why you would, you would want to potentially explore it, though. Um, Bruce, you're live on the show. Hey, Smitty, I just wanted to get in on the uh, Lamar topic. Yeah. Um, I know his, and and pretty much the Ravens, with their offense, we seem like Bateman. He came out and tweeted that you don't use us properly. Um, Do you think that is a thing that they actually did in not using their receivers properly, and that's why they couldn't do anything for Lamar, or is it, they just weren't that good. I think that uh, I think that's a combination of a lot of things. I'm I'm being honest and telling you that part of it is Lamar's fault. You know, Lamar Lamar clearly even his decision making on getting an agent, not getting an agent, having the attitude he has. Who knows how that's trickled into the locker room? How that's trickled in, into the relationship between him and, and ownership and management? He doesn't. It seems like he doesn't make the best decisions sometimes. So there is some negative to throw at Lamar. Like, wh- why are you doing this? Why uh, He appears to be very difficult, a very difficult person when you're talking about logical things. Like, that's just my assessment of Lamar. But at the same time, yeah, when you hear the wide receivers and Lamar both complaining about the organization, okay, and you hear Bateman and, and others say that they blame number eight, they blame Lamar, they, they don't use the wide receivers properly, they don't enable them, when you hear those kinds of things from from more than one t- you know player, and you hear it from the entire room, the two rooms that we're talking about here, it makes you question whether there's more problems behind closed doors than we'll ever know. And so, yeah, I do kind of put two and two together and say, even though I have no direct knowledge of some of these claims, the 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 team and ownership how they treat the wide receivers or how they misuse everybody in general. Uh, We've seen it. We've seen them think they're going to deploy one of the better running crews in the National Football League, and their entire running back room has ACL tears. You know, so, like, I believe Bateman. I believe Bateman. I believe Lamar. I believe those guys because we've seen with our own eyes Baltimore continue to misuse their players. You, You get Hollywood Brown finally built up. I saw a comment in the chat saying he's only had one hundred yard season. I think this is from Prime. Prime, how is it always your comment, bro? He said Marquise Hollywood Brown had one thousand yard season. I don't only had one thousand yard season. What do you expect? He was traded as soon as he had a great year with Lamar. He was traded away. This team traded away Lamar's weapon, misusing his weapons, mis uh, uh, appropriating 
you know, uh, 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 salaries to different positions and having, what, no wide receiver for Lamar to then excel with? How is he supposed to excel and become a better passer? So, yeah, I believe that there's this is a bigger problem in terms of the Baltimore Ravens and how they operate. Now, Munkin's coming in and maybe things change, but honestly, I believe Bateman and Lamar before I believe the organization is, regardless of how Lamar is acting right now. But, 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 but to your point, Smitty, I, I, I would have to say this. I'm going to add on to what you're saying. They have Pat Ricard, the fullback, out there like 90% of the plays in 2022. Like, why is the fullback out there running routes? You know what I mean? Like, nobody else has these schematics that Greg Roman was putting out there in 2022 where this fullback is just out there every play. They're just wasting the skill position, man. Get, a, get an actual wide receiver out there. You know what I mean? Get out, get out there, get the three wide sets out there. You got you got your fullback out there for for three downs almost all game long. You know, it's it's just a foolish schematic way of doing things from a football perspective and expect to try to win games. You know, yeah. I, mean, I just want to add that little point to you. Having Pat Ricard out there as if he's like the weapon of all weapons out there every play. It's just a waste of space. I hear you, bro. And Hoovy celebrating eight months on the YouTube exclusive membership. Hoovy to the moon. Appreciate you, Hoovy. And guys, so Hoovy to the moon. moon. You can become a YouTube exclusive member as well. You don't have to do the $9.99 plan, which gives you the Sunday Zoom calls where we all jump on Zoom on Sundays. It's absolute blast. We talk about the best players to trade for, pick up. It's a great little like private podcast. If you do the $9.99 plan, I just dropped the link. I'll drop it one more time in the live chat. But if you do the $1.99, a buck ninety-nine a month, you can have all the emojis. Your name will be green. Uh, you get the respect you deserve in the live chat, and it'll help the channel and support the channel. So, Hoovy, appreciate you being a, a member for eight months. Um, what is this? What's this novel that JT Baby just wrote? It says Lamar. I've been liking Lamar since college, and and let me. I gotta have this read by the by by the, the computer here. There's, this is just too long, bro. I, I went to school twice. Okay, I don't need to go back to college. Been liking Lamar since college and Justin since high school. If you give them both weapons to work with, they both can get to a Super Bowl. I've seen nothing but straight DAWG mentality from both QBs. Straight DAWG mentality from both QBs. I like it. I thought this was going to be a negative Nancy comment because it was all caps, but he's yelling in uh, in a in a positive fashion. Appreciate that, JT baby. Thanks for dropping it. Uh, what else you guys got on the phone line here? What do we think of the receivers now in Washington with Bursett supposedly as their quarterback? Um, I don't know how I feel about Bursett. I like Bursett, but I don't love Bursett. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. Bursett's not bad though. Like honestly, and I know everyone's gonna think I'm just a Jimmy G hater, and that's all I talk about. But I'd rather Bursett than Jimmy. But but I uh, I feel like uh, I know Bruce. You don't like to hear that, but but Brissett at least. No, I'm a Jimmy G supporter. I, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> but I think uh, I'd rather have Cam Newton. <laughs> I'd rather have Brissett. I'd rather have uh, Stetson Bennett, and the, the, the rookie quarterback, <laughs> probably going the second or third round. I kind of like Stetson Bennett. Uh, Lamar might be the most underrated QB in the league. Sandu, you're correct if he's in the right spot. 
But if he goes back to Baltimore, bust. And that, that's proof that situation is king. How is the quarterback in Washington says uh, uh, who that, what that? And I agree with him. For right now, Howell's going to have to be unseated. I, I do agree with him. I, I think we'll hear different things walking into the coming month or so. But how I like Howell a lot. I think Howell's a dog. I think I think Howell's got a little dog in him. And I think Howell could potentially be a gem. He might not be. He could get ruined there. But he might be a gem. Uh, I don't know what this means, AC. I have no idea what you're talking about there. Uh, I, this one from... Uh, I like Hal. Yeah, Hal is the... I like Hal. But the problem is... is how is he? How is McLaurin and Dobson going to do with him? The, the problem That's is how how is how is McLaurin and Dobson? I see what you did there, Bruce. I like Sam Howell, but how is McLaurin going to do? I I think McLaurin and Howell have to kick it off in fantastic, you know, ways for McLaurin to be what we want McLaurin to be. McLaurin is DJ Moore. DJ Moore is McLaurin. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. These are all the same thing. And and DJ Moore finally gets a quarterback. And it's going to be exciting. McLaurin's been sitting there without a QB for how long now? This guy's a top 10 wide receiver in hiding. And, and at some point, you lose all that edge, too. So how better be the real deal? Because I don't think Brissett's good enough to turn McLaurin into what McLaurin's capable of turning into. I think Brissett's like kind of a game manager. If Howell is the real deal, if Howell has the dog in him, like I think he could, he's not a lock, but I like him a lot, that McLaurin might be able to, might be his time to shine, baby. Jimmy, Jimmy, G, Moon, is, man. Jimmy G is so slept on. Watch what he does this season with McDaniels. Jimmy G sleeping at the wheel, bro. That's the only thing sleeping is Jimmy G at the wheel. But appreciate it anyway, Cage. Uh, Tyler says McDaniel loved Tebow on his way to wrecking another organization. I think it's so funny that anybody <laughs> thinks Jimmy G. Sorry, Bruce. Bruce, put your earmuffs on. I, I, I am. Ju I just don't like. I appreciate your opinion, Bruce, and I'm not going to go at you if you like Jimmy G. You're respectable. You do it in a respectable way. Sometimes I don't, maybe, and you know my show. So I guess that's the way it is. But, but I do believe that Jimmy G. Can't possibly like. It's almost like handing, you hand him Devonte Adams, who's a field stretcher. It, it's like, it's like handing a race car, like motorcycle wheels. Like it doesn't, like even if Jimmy G could, you could get the most out of him, like Shanahan did, and you could mask all of his deficiencies and and have Debo, you know, do a lot of the work, and Jimmy G just be the 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 quick release, which he does have a quick release because he's, you know, he's getting rid of it really quickly because he doesn't want the ball. He's like, take it, take it, Debo. But, like, Jimmy was good at that. I agree. Shanahan knew how to get the most out of him. But the problem is going to be that this guy, Devontae Adams, isn't that player. You could convert him into a wide-back type of wide receiver and maybe get the most out of Jimmy. But will, will the Raiders do that? I don't think they want to do that. I don't think they think they need to do that. But, unfortunately for them, they need to do that because Jimmy G... Jimmy G, the longer Jimmy G holds the football, the more likely of a turnover or an injury. And so if Jimmy G is not going to do the quick release thing, and he's going to be a drop back passer in Las Vegas and try and hit these, these weapons that are supposedly going to somehow find a way to produce, I have a feeling Jimmy G is getting rocked, especially given the fact that I think 
they're not gonna they're not gonna be scared of Jimmy G kneeling the uh, threading the needle downfield. They're gonna blitz this man. He's gonna see different schemes than Carr would have ever seen. And Carr had trouble there. Carr had trouble there. Aaron Rodgers would have had trouble in Las Vegas from a winning perspective because the defense is trash. Um, he's a placeholder. Jimmy G wins. Uh huh. I've heard that before. That a boy, Jimmy G does win. I've heard, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Jimmy G wins. Jimmy G's, winning's not a winning's a team stat. Um, the Bears really need to get a cold, a cold tight end or slot receiver in in the O line. The bear, yeah, the Bears got Komet. Komet's okay. I like Komet. I think Dalton Schultz would have been great, but but Komet's fine. I think Komet's fine. Komet's a good. He's a good tight end. He's a good sneaky tight end. On top of the fact that if you if you start stretching the field with wide receivers like DJ Moore and you bring in another wide receiver, you could even draft one, that, that you got yourself a nice little pass-catching room that includes the, the commit portion. Commit could do a lot of damage if there's another wide receiver um, stretching the field. Commit's good. I like commit. Commit's got some good upside. Um, I love that Jimmy G is finally getting a chance to prove that he is trash, says Hod. <laughs> you thought that was going in a good direction, didn't you there, Bruce? Um, yes, I did. Living legend. What else you got? Man, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I'm, I, missed, I missed your take on Javante, man. I apologize. I, I caught the show late. What was your take on Javante, man? I'm sorry if you had to reiterate My take man. on Javante is unfortunately not a, a positive one yet, or at least an optimistic one. It doesn't mean it can't turn optimistic, but as of this moment... The news is that, uh, and this is just a, a speculative like opinion piece, so it's not coming like straight from the organization. It's not coming from the from Sean Payton's mouth or anything like that. But it was that the reporter believed, and it's just a report, um, but it's creating buzz, right? So I'm talking about it. The reporter said that he thinks the Broncos will draft an RB. Now, he might have insight that they're leaning that way, and we already kind of knew that, right? Like, there's no way Sean Payton's going into this ambiguous territory of maybe Javante's ready maybe he's not without in the draft coming up and not drafting a Bigsby a Sean Tucker a Kendra Miller somebody that's a pretty significant threat to carries for Javante if that said running back is doing well and on fire in the in the first month of the season now could Javante be ready for week one we've heard different reports unfortunately we haven't heard anything that feels concrete though we've heard optimistic like he'll be he could be ready for week one but, like, those things are said all the time. Brees Hall, we're hearing a totally different thing. Like, Brees Hall is way ahead of schedule. Those are two very different reports. And I don't think you fabricate the Brees Hall report. He's way ahead of schedule. Like, we're hearing very positive things about Brees Hall. And, and not to mention, I feel that Brees Hall, given he already reached... I mean, not that Javante couldn't have reached the top five plateau of running back, right? Brees Hall did right. reach the number one or number two overall running back stature like he was there during the season and everyone knows it everyone if you had to draft over like the week before he, he went down with the ACL tear you would have drafted and we did it we did mock drafts in the chat we did mock drafts mid-season he would be drafted like number one number two or number three overall and we've never seen a player that has reached that that type of plateau already as a rookie during his rookie season that's also torn his ACL during his rookie season. So Brees Hall is a little bit of a, a special case of he's so good 
his offense is going to be so spread out with with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and this this spread out attack. He's going to have enough gaping holes to run through and navigate and catch passes from in his Aaron Jones role that he's now going to have with with Aaron Rodgers under center that he's going to have enough freedom to scamper around as his explosion gets back. I think it's just it's apples to oranges comparing Brees Hall's recovery to Javante's and a lot of people get confused about why I love Brees Hall for 2023, top five running back, and we don't even know if Javante's going to play. You know, he probably will, but will he be ready for week one? Will he, he had two different injuries, two different ligaments that damage, that got damaged, whereas Brees had just the clean ACL tear. So very, very different situations. Mm, so you say so you don't think it'll be another situation like how uh, Dobbins was last year? Um. It could be where, you know, Dobbins looked good at the end of the year. People got excited about him. I think Javante could be that. But if if he's not ready for week one and, and Sean Payton and that staff know what's, like, they may not tell us because they don't want to tip their hand. But what if they what if they feel like, okay, Javante is probably going to start the year on PUP. They're going to invest more heavily in the RB. What if they bring in Kareem Hunt? What if they bring in Kareem Hunt, bro? That is a significant threat to Javante. Might be good for Javante's long-term value because Hunt's older. Maybe he has like one year and then he starts looking like very pedestrian. Um, but he very much could threaten a lot of Javante's goal line work um, all year. So I'm not a huge fan of this situation being filled with a, a, a potential you know, goal line threat. So it, it depends what they do. They go out and get a... A Bigsby, he's pretty good. You know, I don't know if he's going to hold off Javante when Javante's fully healthy. I don't think he could. Javante's that good. But we still don't know if Javante comes back and has some sort of setback, you know? Especially when you got two injuries, you got two potential ability to have setbacks. You know? Uh-huh. It's not like Brees has just the ACL tear. He's way ahead of schedule. He's pretty much out of the woods in terms of setbacks. But Javante having such a different knee injury with two different ligaments torn, you have more risk of swelling in either one of those places in the knee where you have the swelling in the in that where the acl uh reconstruction happened where they drill a hole in that joint they drill a hole in that joint they cut a window out of your patellar tendon in the middle and they take that piece and they drill it in to both sides and make a real tight acl that's a that's a patellar tendon piece the tendon dies hardens up turns into a ligament a fabricated ligament and then all of a sudden you have this this knee that's still recovering. That's a big process for the knee to have the patellar tendon piece die, turn into a hardened ligament, and it's just there's a lot of room for for things to go wrong. And then on top of that, you've got the potential uh, LCL damage there. You know, what if the tear was right. significant enough? We don't know. The, the, they haven't really explained the detail to where it heals, but it's still susceptible to get re-injured. There's so many things going on. It's just a tough spot uh, to be in. T- tough to, to to believe in him, you know. Uh, P-, P Ryan sees. So I, oh, 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 only thing I didn't think I was thinking about like uh, that Adrian Peterson season was just crazy when he came back. How you how you come back from, you come back from all that and then you and you put up two K. Like, yeah, but 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 crazy. there's yeah, and he was a little older obviously than Brees. But what Brees has going for him is that. Again, we saw him reach the height that he reached, and we have never really seen a running back become the number one or number two overall running back during their rookie campaign, tear their ACL during their rookie campaign, and come back and and still be that young. 
And, and I, I liken his ACL tear, Brees Halls, to a college player because he tore it in oh. the very earliest moment he could, really, right, in the, his rookie year, in the middle of his rookie year. And so if a, if a, if a, if a college player comes out of the, the, the college game with a torn ACL, he can be 100%. There's really no, like, oh, his knee will never be the same. When you're 20 years old, you're 21 years old, you're 19 years old, you're 18 years old, your, your ACL tear can be, you could be 100%. And we saw Priest Holmes have ACL tears coming in. Um, we had uh, Jamal Lewis tore his ACL really early on. Uh, we've had, I mean, just a plethora of players. Dalvin Cook has played his entire amazing career after his early ACL tear. He was probably one of the earlier ACL tears that you could cite as a, an example of what Brees Hall was going through. Um, there are the concerns about compensation injuries, though. Because Dalvin Cook, coming back his first year, he had compensation injuries. He had the hamstring injury. His first year back from his ACL tear was disastrous. It was his third year. Uh, Barkley's first year back from his ACL uh, tear was disastrous. It was his third year, or second year back, that was amazing last year. This this most recent year. And so there, there and are some wait concerns. To see but... what the... I said, and, and don't you think you have to see when Rodgers is finally going to go there? Yeah, there are concerns like, about that, Bruce, is a good point. Um, I'm sorry, did you have something else you want to add? No, it was just, uh, what are we going to do if, you know, the big compensation about Rodgers, like, they're still fighting that right now. Yeah. And they said it's the Jets end. Yeah, um, so the compensation's uh, kind of a hang-up hang right now. There's rumors that they want the 13 overall pick, the Packers, and the Jets are like, we're not giving that up. We're not giving that up. Um, and they could, it could be a sticking point to where this thing takes forever. But I don't know. Uh, it's, it's tough to say. That's a lot to ask for a quarterback that's not giving you any guarantees about playing more than one season. And he's even made comments, Rodgers, of you can't become a legend in one season. So I'm not, I'm not going to be a legend in New York, you know, a Jet legend. So he's actually used verbiage like one year, one year. And I think even if, even if he said, I'll, I'll give you two years, you don't know. Cause he'll, he'll, every year it's year to year for him. Right. And he's going to, he's going to always, and Aaron Rodgers is, is the kind of person that would literally stand his ground and not cave to committing to two years. He would literally, even if it was what you wanted to hear, Aaron Rodgers beats to the sound of, of, of his own, uh, uh, drumming and, uh, uh, or dances or moves to the the beat of his own drum, whatever the word, whatever the term is, and, and I think that that. But I, but I, but I, but I, I think it depends on you know what the darkness is next next off. Yeah, season. yeah. You know, darkness but, might but say retire. You feel me? Keep in mind, he had to go out onto the field and throw the football and say, "How's my body feel?" So he's got not only the mental aspect but the physical aspect to test out every off season because he said he wasn't going to come back unless he went out onto the field. Threw the ball around, felt like I still got it. And he said he did. And Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall, people have different things they say about Brandon Marshall, good and bad. But Brandon Marshall said that he's never seen a quarterback in his entire life throw a 45-yard no-look pass, just bullet, missile. It was on the money, no-look. He says Mahomes can throw no-look pass 20 yards, 15 yards. He does it amazingly. But he said he's never, Brandon Marshall, ever seen a quarterback throw a, a no-look 45-yard missile like he saw when he was when he was watching Aaron Rodgers test out his arm before he decided to come back, so <laughs> Rodgers is physically still there. Everyone needs to understand that. Mentally, of course he is, but 
this could get complicated. And what do the Jets do if, let's say, there's a sticking point of the number 13 overall pick and the Jets are like, take it or, or, or don't take it. We're not budging. And if the Packers are like, or if the Packers say that and the Jets are like, we can't give you that pick. I mean, who knows what happens? This could this could be the worst, like, disastrous situation known to man. And everyone will hate Aaron Rodgers for it. But I think it gets done. The Jets have to. They, even if they had to give up that 13 overall pick, they've got to do it. That's why the, the Packers got them by the balls. This is the worst situation to be in for the Jets, in a sense, because, you know, this, this framework that was supposedly ironed out, that just goes to show that news is shoddy. There was no framework. The framework's clearly being manipulated right now, and the Jets are had by the balls by the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live. Hey, Smitty. What's up? Hey, define how, what do you mean by the fact that the take on Lamar saying that he's inaccurate is a lazy take? Well, I, I think that when you say, when people said, not you, when people said that Hertz was inaccurate, Hertz would never improve, Hertz was what he was. That was lazy. That was so lazy. Because or when people said, yeah, but, "Hey, AJ Brown, he better do well now. He's got AJ Brown." That was lazy. Lamar's never had weapons. Lamar was coined as accurate here and there throughout his career. There are a lot of people that said people broke film down, especially his MVP season. They'd say, "Yeah, and all these jokers out there saying Lamar's not accurate. Look at this throw. Look at this throw. Look at this throw." And there is tons of footage to back up that Lamar can be accurate. There is. There literally is. You could go through his film and say, that is an amazing throw that you can't throw can if you're not somewhat accurate. I can go through his stats, which are factual and, but, and not lazy. But Ron, Ron, Ron. Ron 3.7 completion rate Ron, that's for all the, de the years that he's played. That's the definition, that's of, what I'm, that's the de definition of what I'm considering lazy is to use stats that have no wide receivers on, on, on the side of catching the football. You, I wide receivers huh okay if he has no wide receivers how does he how, how oh man how does he have that mvp season he had they traded away hollywood brown i'm saying he's had a wide receiver he finally built him up and then they traded him away yeah. and, 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 and out of all this time that was the only year that was the only year in his mvp year 2019 he threw for over 3,000 yards every other year He's thrown for under 3,000 yards. But, Ron, it's directly tied to not having weapons. He's had his tight end, and that's it. And he's made him into a monster. I bet you Andrews okay. I bet okay. you Andrews so, isn't so half Rogers, the So, Rodgers has all these all these rookie receivers. Rodgers has all these old receivers. But yet, how come Rodgers, um, not having the weapons that he's used to, not having Adam, can actually throw for four or five thousand yards with no good weapons and and do everything that you're saying Lamar can't do with no good weapons. Because How can Rodgers can do Watson it was Lamar a, can't do it? Watson was an exciting prospect that we liked a lot. We liked a lot on this channel. It wasn't like he it, Aaron Rodgers fast tracked him. I've made that abundantly clear. Like he he he's now a third or fourth year receiver entering his second so you year. Prove my mentally. Point. You proved my point. You no. prove my point that it's the quarterbacks that makes the receivers and not the receivers no. that make the quarterbacks. No, what I said yes. was what I said was that he backtracked them. What I said was that I the said Lamar can't backtrack nobody because he's not giving a Watson, Ron. He's not giving a Watson. 
he was given a likely, and we both agree, likely, likely. And they didn't so deploy him. Up, but he's also a wide receiver. And the Ravens didn't he, even he use play him. play as a wide receiver. Ron, he can't. Likely, 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 likely wasn't even. I, I watched, I watched all the film, like literally all the film they on all the Ravens. Him. I watched the film on all the games. So basically, uh, the way they, they didn't really use likely in many packages. Uh, no. They they use. I'm mean, again. We're talking about Greg Roman. It's like it's not like like somebody a player can say this is what we're going to do. So you have a so you have an office. So you have an office of coordinator that uh, coordinates the plays and has the people out there. They had Mark Andrews out there most of the time. Likely was barely out there, so they didn't really have Likely out there running a bunch of routes. Sometimes they Mark Andrews was hurt and Likely balled out. So, you know what I mean? So this is really what they had. And as far as Lamar throwing for over 3,000 yards, I believe he missed like five games the past couple of years. So that would actually add to the yardage. Okay, so but uh, but, argument. but real, real quickly, I mean, back, back, back. Just to, just to keep it 1,000, you know what I mean? Sir, if you miss five games, that's going to be a lot of yards you, you miss. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I'll dispute you on that. Because in 2019, his, his MVP year, he threw 401 times. In the next 20, he threw 376. In 21, when he only played, and that was with 15 games. In 21, he threw for 382 times in 12 games. And in 12 games in 2022, he's due for 326. So he's getting the passes up there. So if he could throw for over 3,000 yards. Uh, Ron, Ronnie didn't have receivers. It doesn't matter if he throws. He, had receivers. he doesn't. Ron, Ron, that's no, where we. Don't Ron, have, don't Ron, 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 that's where we disagree. That's, that's, that, that's, that's why that's I call. Can't. That's why I'm calling it. I'm not calling your take lazy. I'm just calling the take lazy in general, which you're trying to tie yourself to. So unfortunately, I'm. I know it. I'm saying it toward your stance, but, but, but Ron, but you're, you're trying to compare. You're trying to compare Lamar with what people said about Hurts. I am. Is a totally different player. It's not. It's not. I mean, they're, of course they're different players. And, and and Hertz is ten times the the player in my mind. Doesn't mean that Lamar Jackson takes aren't lazy. When people are saying that he can't throw, he's inaccurate. It's the same guideline. It doesn't mean that it's the yeah, same degree. For every, throw, for every throw that you could show me. That he, oh, he hit that throw. I can show you a throw where he overthrew somebody, underthrew somebody. How do you know it wasn't the route? How, how do you know? How do you even know when it's the route, when it's the receiver, when it's the, you know what, Ron? It's it's a it's the offense. It's it's an, it's everything. You know, it, it's yeah, it's it's a uh, it's the offense because you, you, you like I Lamar, said, you had Bateman come credit. out and say you're not using us. I've never given and Lamar credit. I've never given Lamar credit for anything he's really done other than his MVP season. What I'm saying is, looking at it from an objective lens, if he gets wide receivers, it's I believe it's a lazy take to suggest he can improve on his accuracy and become the MVP type of quarterback he was. Not saying he's better than Hurts. Not saying he's better than Mahomes. Not saying he's better than Burrow or Josh Allen or Fields. But this guy could have cups of coffee with the field's five, six, seven quarterback range every single week on the regular if he finally gets weapons and he gets an offense that isn't incompetent. Lamar yeah, I agree. is a great, I will tell you, Lamar is a great superior running back. He is uh, average to below average quarterback. He, ha he has been. I agree. 
That's why he's been a complete avoid for me. But now is the first chance he has to get out of this horrible situation to see how good he can become. We don't know. Ron, I don't know how good he could or could not become. But nobody does because he's never been tested. And to say he's an inaccurate to say he's to say he's an inaccurate quarterback, I think is a a lazy take. His 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 whole career, sixty three point seven percent completion rate. Ron, he didn't have receivers. Ron, we. Look, this is what I'm saying. I can, I can't have conversations with people that use the stats or that he did this or did this in Baltimore. Because my whole argument, why the argument doesn't even make sense to even have, is is you get him out of there. We're gonna see what's what. Like you, you can't use the stats in my with with my right. argument. Well, in that case, in that case, in that case. In the case that you're building, then you shouldn't be so down on Jimmy G because he really didn't. Play. He's only been in San Francisco, Ron. so you get him out of out of Shanahan Ron. and you take him to a different team. You actually have to be. That's a lazy take to say that he that he's not good. Nah. He, he's not good because of his situation in San Francisco. So you have to give you him can't, a chance. You can't tie to everything. To, you can't tie everything to everything, that. Ron. You can't tie everything to everything. Jimmy G, Jimmy G is not a good quarter. Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. I can do it. Jimmy G's how, 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 how much? How much? How much? How much completion percentage? How, how much does? How much does drops add to your complete? Does that? Does that factor into your completion percentage? If somebody drops the ball, I just want to know. Did that? Or does? Or if you if, if, if you if you if you throw a bunch of short passes, does that help you? The Drew Brees argument does that help your completion percentage? If you just throw a bunch of drop down check downs, so I mean that's not really a valid argument unless you're looking at the well, film yeah. and seeing. I, I watch the film and the film when the film doesn't show that he's inaccurate all the time. You know what I mean? That's just what the film shows. Andrews I'm sorry. The rest of the work, they're, they're short passes to Andrews, right? They're check down passes to Andrews or his back. Right, that's where he's this is the line. Greg Roman offense we're referring to, though. This is the Greg Roman offense where you've got a fullback out there ninety percent of the time. So this is the offense he's <laughs> running. <laughs> Who else is running this offense where the fullback is out there ninety percent of the time in the NFL? I mean, help me out. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I watch I watch all the film on the Ravens, so I'm just all, all, I'm just all, 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 I'm, gonna, all I'm gonna say so here. If you've watched all the if you've watched all the film on the Ravens, you saw yes. just last year miss a lot of long passes. You you saw him throw the ball short. You saw him. And, I, and, I, and, if, and if you and if and if you pull the play up, I can tell you exactly what happened on the play. You can't just say, "Oh, he overthrew it." What happened on the play that made him overthrow it? Did the running? Did the did the receiver stop running? I seen a play on Bateman was wide open, and he held up a little bit when he would have had a look. Touchdown. Look, look. Here, here's here's I, the I, I seen a, here, I seen a here, play here, where the guy was wide was wide right, open, and he stopped running. When and he waited for the ball, and here's, that, that was that caused the overthrow. That's what the film shows. Blame on Lamar himself. Okay, here here's the bottom line though. It, 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 look, when the film shows, we'll, he's we'll, the fi- blame. That's we'll find out if he gets now. traded. We'll find out if he gets traded because he might he end up no he might end up back and he might end up back in Baltimore. And if he ends up back in Baltimore, then he's he's a bust in my opinion because the situation's garbage. They don't support him. They run him into the ground. But I I stand firm on my on my on my take that. No one's giving him the respect that he deserves or the chance he deserves to prove, like Hertz did, that if he gets the right weapons and staff and coaching, and he may not, maybe he gets traded to a worse situation. It's certainly possible. Or maybe he signs with the worst situation or gets traded later. But Lamar Jackson is way more, is probably, in my assessment, 
way, way, way more accurate and way better and way more capable as a passer than anybody realizes because he is completely disabled. He's not not enabled. He's disabled in Baltimore. And I don't care what stats say. I don't care what my eyeballs also assist me in that. So in the Jimmy G example, my eyeballs and everything, all the stats and my eyeballs tell me Jimmy G is garbage. And I don't, I don't, I'm not changing my mind. That's what my gut tells me too. But with, with Lamar, a guy I've considered a, a bust for the first three seasons or the last three seasons is getting no respect or consideration uh, for being a better player than he's been and a player that could potentially stay healthy if he wasn't running to the ground. Look, Fields got injured. Fields was on the same track as Lamar. Everyone was going to call Fields inaccurate. People still do call Fields inaccurate. They didn't even give Fields the benefit of the doubt. Now that he's got weapons, everyone's going to be all over Hurts or all over Fields like they were Hurts. And if Lamar, who hasn't had a chance to really hone in on his accuracy skills because he hasn't had weapons, is going to improve in that department as well. And Dosa Smitty is just... Hold on. Doe says Smitty is just a Lamar hater. What are you talking about, Doe? Are you even paying attention, bro? Take a lap. <laughs> he, must have, he must have met me, Smitty, not you. I don't know. Uh, but but go ahead, Ron. No, I mean, I, I've never... Uh, Justin Fields, it, it, they had terrible offensive line, and he was, getting, he was getting all that pressure. Unlike Lamar, who had a great offensive line um, that ran great, his, all great, his runs. Great, great, no, uh, so, no. Oh, that's I don't cat. That's cat. Categories. I do Lamar. Lamar did not have a great offensive line. That's cat, sir. I'm sorry. Huh? He had he had a good off he had a good offensive line last year. Year before that, it was trash. We had your buddy, Mister Villanueva. You know about him. We had him in 2021. Yeah. Oh. He was he was he was he is trash personified. That that's just facts. I wish I wish I wish I could say that his line was. Was okay in 2021. No, it was it was it was horrible. Last year the line was good, but never great. It was great in 2019. That was 2020. The line was horrible. 2020 like line was really really horrible. The Senate was horrible. You know what I mean? All right, let's go. The reality. Let's go to Bruce. Let's go to Bruce real quick. Bruce, you got anything you want to add? Brucey. So do I. I think just like Fields is is he's gonna prove that. You need weapons. Yep. And 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 because Lamar has no weapons, um, he's not going to be as good as Fields. Fields is going to show, because everyone compares him to Lamar, that, hey, I got DJ Moore. I got Cole Komet. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, to say Lamar will be better outside of Baltimore is crazy. Don't make up your mind. I'm either a Lamar hater... Or you're, you're, or you're saying that it's crazy to like Lamar. Uh, those, those going in a hundred different directions. Um, anyway, Lamar needs to get out of Baltimore. Agree. Management is clueless. I agree. Uh, weapons, the ability to surround him with weapons is 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 incompetent. And and similar to what would have happened to Fields had the Bears not done what the Bears just did. Fields would have broke. Fields would have broke as well. And people would have made fun of Fields' accuracy and all that too. We'll see. And there's something to it. Maybe it's too late for Lamar, you know, to tweak 
his accuracy and become this better quarterback. There's certainly that possibility, but I believe he's still young enough, and I believe that if he's put in the right spot, he's going to actually prove a lot of people wrong. And there was a comment in here. I think it was Jimmy saying, why do you think uh, wide receivers don't want to play with Lamar? Who says wide receivers in general don't want to play with Lamar? It's not like he's the one driving wide receivers away. It's the team not acquiring them or the team trading them away. Uh, Hollywood didn't want out because of Lamar. That was a totally made-up, fabricated thing. Hollywood wanted out of a disastrous situation. He wanted to be gone. He wanted to get out of Baltimore so badly. And that's why Bates is also piled on as the wide receiver room continues to speak out against the organization. So that, that there's there's no truth to that at all. I don't know where you even got that, Jimmy. That Lamar, nobody wants to play with Lamar because he wants the bag. No one cares about that as long as they get paid. And look at Mahomes. Mahomes got the bag. They're able to make things work. It's the salary cap goes up. It's not a big deal, bro. It's not even. It's a fake number to begin with. So it has nothing to do with it. Uh, appreciate it. I could you, see them over that tweet. I could see them trading Bateman too. And then him having to prove oh, himself. Nobody wants Bateman. See what he point. actually is. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants Bateman right now, bro, because nobody's looking good there. I wouldn't be shocked if Mark Andrews is half the tight end. He, you know, he, he'll never return to form without Lamar because Lamar literally had the laser lock on him and just he was the only guy he could throw to. Wherever Lamar goes, the tight end position will flourish most likely, but. But I think it's going to be nice to see him have weapons uh, and, and just not having to run 200 times in a season. But maybe he goes somewhere. Like, I don't like Tennessee. I think Tennessee is the same situation. I mean, it's different. But in terms of not producing, Derrick Henry's got the maybe half a year to, let's just, call, let's just say he does it again for one more year. Long term, this is not a great location. You can like Burks, but a lot of people don't like Burks. Doesn't feel like Burks has matured very, very well. He feels very Bateman-like to me. And I liked him once. I liked him coming out of college, but it just hasn't translated. He hasn't had the best shot either. But I don't know that Burks is any different than Bateman. I, I don't know that right now. So to me, Tennessee would be a disaster. So if Lamar goes to Tennessee and fails, I'm not shocked. I'm not behind Lamar as a fantasy asset in Tennessee. I actually don't like it unless they were somehow able to get Hopkins, keep keep Derrick Henry, and then for one year, I'm pretty intrigued. But from the long, long, long-term perspective, I don't like Tennessee. I think a great place would be New England with Bill Belichick. You bring in Hopkins or you draft a, a, a wide receiver like Quinton Johnson at that 14 pick that the, the New England Patriots have. If they preemptively go get their wide receiver ahead of time at 14... And then once the draft is over, surrender the 2024 and 2025 for Lamar in some sort of offer sheet. Man, that would be that would be a great place for him, you know. And I don't know about how he'd do fantasy wise and what and whatnot, but Bill would get a lot out of him. Did anyone but watch you know, the interview you keep he did with Lamar himself? Has no weapons. But who's to say? I mean, you're saying Lamar. You know, has no weapons, and he needs to go someplace else, and he, the receivers are nothing. But how do you know? You could say the receivers have no quarterback, or the receivers have no no good offensive coordinator, no good game scheme to run the routes. They're not they're not being able to run the routes and being being uh, coached up to their full potential on that side. So it might not be the weapons; it might be the whole coaching scheme. Well, my opinion, Ron, is is that it is. Like I, I appreciate your take, but like, 
I, I just see it differently. And I, I feel like in some of these spots, like New England, so, they they, so, they got to get a wide receiver too. The key is so weapons. You think, so you think that Baltimore is running a great, great scheme for their wide receivers? No. They're play calling. The offensive court, they're running a great – and they're getting the full potential out of their wide receivers by the scheme that they're running on the field. Why would you think I think that? What if because, I what have I said that's been that Baltimore's done anything you good? Because said Lamar has no weapons. Is it Lamar has no weapons, or is it the coaching and the scheme of what they're what what? I feel what, like Ron. I feel like you're grasping at straws. Be, I feel like you're grasping at straws because I've said very, no, very, 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 very. But I've said very, very clearly that Baltimore's a disaster, Ron, from top to bottom. They haven't enabled. Like what? I don't understand what part that I'm saying is is like leading down this road now when I've said that they don't surround them with weapons. It's a garbage situation and their wide receiver room and Lamar, I believe, when they're fed up with the organization, Hollywood Brown wants out. I don't really understand how it's it can't be a combination of everything. There's no weapons. It's the team's fault there's no weapons and they've run a garbage system. That they try and they try and ground and pound the rock with an all ACL team. Everybody in the running back rooms recover from an ACL recovery, and they say, "Let's run the ball harder than ever." And guess who that falls on? Okay. Lamar. And they run well, Lamar into uh, the ground. It might be that the receivers also need a chance to go and play to get their full potential because it's not necessarily the weapon; it's the coaching. I, I don't know, Ron. What we're going? What we're going? Where we're going with this? I. I, I appreciate you, but I feel like you're just no, trying to turn it on the on the other Dubonet, side no matter think, what. We I can play woulda, shoulda, coulda all I we want. has the potential to be a, gr- a really good wide receiver. I think I think Robert. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't. I don't. Ron, my whole point <laughs> no, is yeah. they don't have weapons. It's I don't know why right we're here. That, yeah, of course they do. Nah. All right. Enough of the Lamar. is not a good route runner yet. Enough of the Lamar. Enough of the Lamar conversation. Let's go towards something else. Um. Uh. What What do you guys think of uh of Eckler? Where's Eckler going? Is he going to Cincinnati? That seems to be one of the front runners. If he was to go anywhere, is he going to potentially? Could he go to a cold place like Chicago? That people say, oh, he wouldn't want to play there, but could it be the team that sends him? Because he doesn't really have control if somebody comes, even if he's given permission to go talk to teams. A team that isn't talking to him could say, hey, I'm reaching around and talking to the to the Chargers directly. We'll give you this, this, and this for Eckler. And he goes somewhere like that. Like, I would love him in Chicago. I would love him in Cincy. I would like him in, he's probably not going to Buffalo now. I would like him in Philly. Probably not going to Philly now. Um... But uh, where do you guys do you guys see him back in a Chargers uniform, getting some sort of bonus upfront bonus on a restructure that saves face, but also give him some extra a little extra coin in his pocket? What do you guys think? I see I see him staying in Chicago, or San Diego, with them doing some extra coin. Yeah, I think he ultimately with gets. Yeah, I think he ultimately with gets some, something that he can like say. I'm saving face by getting this, but he's not getting what he thinks he's getting, in my opinion. You never know. Some of these teams make stupid decisions with older players, but I think it's ultimately going to be, let's give them a, a bonus that doesn't count as salary, and there you go. And it's deserving. Like he deserve, If they got a little extra cash laying around, they can give him $7, 10000000 million. 
as a bonus or whatever, then yeah, restructure them kind of like a, a refinancing an auto loan. You know, you lower your payment, you, you give give out a kick out a little cash. But I mean, I don't know. I I just don't see a team. But maybe the Bengals or I see two teams, Buffalo or Cincinnati, and I would say Cincinnati over both. They're both trying to make Super Bowl runs. They're both yep. like, they're both like, both teams are going to get out of that window and be able to go to the Super Bowl. And you make a splash by getting an Eckler. Yeah. Um, and and so you pay you pay the guy more than what he's getting in to get him in there because he's going to help you get to that Super Bowl. I think and I he's think only C- got one or two left. I think since he's the most likely landing spot at this point, but Buffalo just they kind of. They kind of are out of it a little bit more, based on you know them filling up their running back room a little more now. Like I don't I don't know that they, you know Damien Harris is a huge 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 threat to Cook or vice versa. It's more so they're both just going to share the role. I think Damien Harris was a, a potential reason for them not to go this route. But Buffalo is weird about their running backs. Even if they got Eckler. There's part part of us would worry would they use them properly? You think they would? They'd have to, but but like still, I mean I don't know. I, I, I but but I think since he would, I think since he would use Eckler like crazy. It just it's a matter of first they got to get rid of Mixon. Um, there's a shot they keep him, but I've heard on pretty good authority that unless something dramatically changes or he restructures or takes a pay cut or something crazy. It's hard to imagine mixing there next year, but we'll we'll have to see. With, Think with Eckler and Cincinnati, that would keep Burrow more upright, and Burrow would just use ex- the hell out of Eckler. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. and that would even open up Chase and Higgins and Boyd because everybody's got to worry about Eckler. And with the offensive line improvements, I mean, the Bengals are if they got Eckler, they'd be. And again, he's probably the favorite there. I would say. Um, if they get Eckler, they're they're going to be favorites to win the Super Bowl. They're they're going to be at least like in everyone's mind tied with KC, like as being the most likely to be a Super Bowl champion. So that that's that, these teams. All their goal is is to how do we get on level playing field or higher than the KC Chiefs? That's that's what everyone's outlook is going to be. Every team's going to be like, what do we do to level up? What do we do to level up? Um. Mixon is going to be that's, a steal ADP wise. Depends where he is, AC. If he gets released, where is he going? You get he's going to be a steal if he's what a backup running back somewhere. Like this is assuming he stays on the roster, which is a very big stretch at this point. Not that it's impossible. Like you said, some sort of restructure or or whatever. Uh, Terry Roberts's Baltimore front office is bad. Players can't produce there. Uh, appreciate the super chat, Terry. Thank you for dropping that. Um, Gibbs to the Bengals would be that, awesome. My... I, I also love Gibbs to the Bengals. It, it, real quickly, Bruce, then I'll let you talk. Uh, this right here, this number 30 overall pick, or I'm sorry, number 28 overall pick by the Bengals. Very, very good spot for Gibbs. Gibbs would be ideal there. And he's younger. In, in a way, it's almost a better move, but you could also say you get Eckler for a second or third rounder, or probably be a second rounder. You get Eckler for a second rounder, and you can use that 28 pick on something else. That, that helps you, you know, dr- dramatically. Like, you should go after another offensive lineman. Uh, but maybe some, maybe defensive side of the ball, uh, and, and you fill a void there, and then you bring in Eckler. Either way, I'm, I'd am i be really, really uh, in 
excited for the Bengals if they fill the running back spot via Eckler or through Gibbs or Charbonnet. Charbonnet would also be good if the the Bengals get so lucky to land him in the second, which they probably won't because I think he goes pretty quickly. But if Charbonnet went at 28, I'd be fine with that too. Some people would call it a reach, but Charbonnet was very impressive at his pro day. There's reason to think he may have climbed from the the first 10 picks in round two, like where Javante went as a rookie, to maybe the bottom of that first round and just, you know, a team justifying it. Like, look, this guy, he's number one running back on our board and we wanted to get him. I could see a team like the Bengals describing that on draft day after the fact because this guy would, he would be, he would be 10 times the player mixing his, in, in this offense. He'd be phenomenal. I'm sorry, Bruce, go ahead. I said, with KC, that's my, that's my scary thing because maybe KC's in on it, but here's the problem that takes away from Pacheco. I'm thinking that's a sneaky team to get one of these running backs as Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Smitty, I think you well, underestimate Bijan falling after Philly at 10. No team needs Bijan. I don't think I've, I've underestimated that. I've been very clear that he could slip through that, that pick you know, seven through 10, six through 10 very easily. Um, I think he's worth it. I think I've been pretty adamant that Bijan's worth this top 10 pick in my mind without hesitation, without equivocation, without uh, stuttering. Nothing in me believes he should be outside of 10. Doesn't mean that it won't happen. So I've very much mapped it all the way down to Dallas. And I don't think Dallas would be lucky enough to see him at 26. I think they'd have to trade up. The furthest I see him falling is Baltimore 22, the Chargers 21 in like the worst of worst case scenarios for him. He's just a special talent, bro. Someone's going to overpay. It's just a matter of how it lines up. And if if the Bears say too early, we're taking JSN, who's also early there, but they take him. The Eagles say too early, we're going, uh, you know, we're going defensive player to fill a void. Uh, then it, he does slip into a dangerous territory for him of, of falling, but he probably gets scooped up at 21 or 22, but I, I haven't underestimated or overestimated anything because I've mapped it out 100,000 times that way, bro. Um, what if Belichick takes some New England at 14? Oh, I hate that. Bill, Bill could do anything. He, he loves rookie running backs, but he usually does take a bunch of them a little bit later, but Bill, could he could do anything. If he takes a wide receiver, um, it will be both exciting because you wonder if Lamar is headed to New England, or it's going to be devastating because if Mac Jones is the quarterback and they don't go after Lamar, then that wide receiver is in a very, I think, bad spot. Because I, I don't think Mac Jones is the answer at all. I don't think he's, I don't think he's got that dog in him at all. Um, yeah. I was just thinking of this, Smitty, and I, I kind of had a chuckle at it. What do you think if New England, like Cam's throwing at Auburn, what do you think if New England actually did bring back Cam? Um, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I, I personally think Cam's better than I think what he said is accurate. I don't want anybody to take that as in I think he's a top 20 quarterback. He's not. But is he better than two or three or four starters in the NFL? And you know who I'm including, Jimmy G., uh, I'm including wow. probably uh, probably Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I do. I think Mac could develop into a better quarterback in time. Maybe like I'm not writing him off in, entirely, but I certainly think he's not going to win games this year. Mac Jones is not that guy for me. 
Part of it, too, is because Bill hasn't surrounded him with wide receivers, though, which is why I like and don't like Lamar in New England. I like Lamar in New England if they preemptively use that 14 overall pick. I've made that abundantly clear, too, that, that Tennessee and New England could be horrible spots for Lamar or, in Tennessee's case, one spot, a good spot for a short period of time. And New England could be a horrible spot for Lamar or a very good spot for Lamar depends on what they do at wide receiver. They have to get a Quentin Johnson at 14, uh, Addison, or some, one of these big-name wide receivers, or it doesn't work out well. But Mac Jones, part of Mac Jones's failure, and when I say Mac Jones isn't it, he's in New England. I can't take him out of New England. If, let's say, he got cut and another team picked him up, I might give you a little bit different take. I doubt it, but I reserve the right to change my mind on Mac if he fell into a good spot. But, but like, let's say he went to Miami as the backup, and it's like, wait a minute. You know, what if, let's say, Tua went down, Mike White was elevated to the starter, and Mac Jones was released in fairy tale world, and Miami Mike brought him in. Like, I reserve the right to be like, situation changes players' evaluation and, and projection. But Mac is who he is. He's in New England. They have no wide receivers. Mac Jones is not good in that scenario. Could Cam? I don't think they bring Cam back, but I will tell you this: when when Bill cut Cam in the preseason, after the preseason, when Cam actually had a very good preseason, very impressive preseason, where he pretty much I think won the starting job. They released him because he won the starting job. They released him because they said we're going all in on Mac and we're going to let Cam go. And Cam should have got a job. Cam was, what's so funny is Niner fans ripped me apart when I went into Raj's live stream and I said, you guys should get Cam Newton as your third quarterback. You should bring him in as your backup. Uh, he should be the backup in San Francisco. And and I got ripped apart from that. If Cam Newton was in that Niners offense, you don't think Cam Newton would look like a, a much better quarterback than he really is? He'd be pretty good in that Niner offense. There are a couple places Cam would actually do okay because he's such a force, you know, carrying the ball. And I think he could still throw good enough that he could beat out two, three, four, five quarterbacks that are currently going to start games in 2023. And I know it's not a popular opinion and people are going to rip it apart. And I know a lot of people later on will say, Cam's just no way Cam's good anymore. He's washed up. It's a it's a common thing for people to want to say about a player coming back. But he, he, he should be a backup. If uh, get him out of the Chargers, he's bad, says Ivan. I don't know who Ivan's talking about. Eckler sucks, Ivan says. Eckler sucks, bro. Like, what are you what? talking about, Ivan? Like, if you're gonna predict, uh, if you're gonna predict, a, if you're gonna predict the fantasy wise or not fantasy wise, how can you even come out and say this? If you're gonna predict a decline, I, I, come out personally or something. I, I can understand that, but Ivan, what are you talking about, bro? What? You, how could you even say this over, over what Eckler's been doing? But, but on uh, to Ivan's, uh, Ivan's just reminding me of a landing spot. But you put Cam Newton in in. LA as the backup there and he may want a starting job but like you put him somewhere there you put Cam Newton in Miami as the backup you know and I love Mike White I'm just giving you examples Mike White's already filled that that role you put Cam Newton in uh where's our QB board let's go to the QB board one more time this is kind of a mess I haven't even updated it since uh everything's played out but you put let, let, let's say you put Cam Newton in Atlanta like I'm just I'm just saying why not why not let Cam Newton try and beat out Ritter? And then if he doesn't, so be it. Put Cam Newton in Tampa. Put Cam Newton in Indy. I mean, why not? Why not give him a shot to... to these, these starting gigs are not solidified anyway. 
Yeah. I actually like him in Atlanta. And I think Fitz would be better with, with Cam than he was uh, with Mariota. And, and Ritter, he's probably, you know, he's better off with Cam. I, Ivan, call in. Call in. I, I love to hear you explain how it's factual that that that, a- that Eckler has been that he sucks. Like you're gonna predict decline. <laughs> you're gonna predict decline like I am because of age. That's an argument. But this, this you saying Eckler sucks is not even close to the same argument. So if this is facts, I would love for you to call in. Please call in, Ivan. Let me defend. Let me be. Let let this be the last time I defend Eckler's honor. Because I, I have been avoid Eckler, avoid Eckler. Let me defend Eckler's honor one more time. One more time. Yeah. And listen, Smitty Smitty might be a year early on Eckler because he was on Henry, but he's not, you know, you're not that off. You know? Smitty is the man that will fight for his honor. I will. Uh, Ivan, people are not ready for this convo. Ivan, we're ready. You're the one not ready for it because you're not calling in. If you're ready for it, dial into the show, Ivan. We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you, pal. Because I, I have a feeling you don't have your script ready. 85 passing <laughs> yards per game in Carolina last season. That's rough, says Hod. Steelers should go Lamar, Kenny. Not that good. Uh, uh-oh, Ron. That's Sandu. Yeah, he's just trying to push my buttons. I mean, anytime anybody makes a thing about the Steelers, they're just trying to push my buttons. They know better. But hey, you <laughs> know what be- I do. If if I end up being wrong on Lamar, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, I do. I do acknowledge you. You don't ever like try and hide behind that. But I feel like you're arguing to argue on it because you're because no matter what angle is taken, you'll be like, well, what if it's what if it's the cheerleaders? What if it's what if it's the grass? <laughs> like it's just like you keep you keep oh, going. That, you that's, keep that's kind of over 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 the top there. What if it's the grass? Come on now. I don't know, Ron. There were a couple times where you just. I don't you, know. They, 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 they did have a lot of injuries. I went. You day. did go in a different direction yeah, every said, time. They said they want all natural glass. To, uh, there could be something to it, Ron. No, the only reason that I'm saying it is there's other other things other than what we're saying. I mean, you say one thing, it, it could be he has no weapons, but it could be more than that. It could be it could go deeper than that. So that's why I'm bringing it up. It could be a many different possibilities. It just not restricted to one. Numbers on the screen, Ivan. We're waiting for you. Dial in. People are not ready for the convo. If the convo is that he's older then you're already late to the party, Ivan. Your comment was different. But, Ivan, we're waiting for you, bro. Hold on. Guys, hang tight while Ivan comes in. And uh, let Ivan and I have a conversation. Never seen a fall like we're about to see with the Bucks, Bro, the Bucks are in trouble. The Bucks are in trouble. And, and it's it's really, really, really... Um, hey, later, Isaac. Appreciate you, Isaac. It's really a shame to see two wide receivers potentially you know, fold in that wasteland in Tampa. And they're not even draftable anymore. Their their ADPs are too high, in my opinion. Yep. Ivan. We're waiting, Ivan. Oh, Ivan. Call him to the show. It, here, incoming, irrational Ivan. Calling in. <laughs> calling in soon. 
My grandma can get more. What Eckler? Here, this is Isaac. This isn't Ivan. This is Isaac. Isaac, is this Ivan? Oh no, it's Ivan. It's Ivan here. This is I. See, why do I have you as Isaac? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, Ivan. Let me let me change this to Ivan because I have it as Isaac. Uh, okay, convince me how... Now, first of all, your wording was... Let me go find it. Hold on. Let me put it on screen before you begin. Isaac... Okay, okay, okay. Here you go. Isaac says... No, I, Ivan. Sorry. Sorry, Isaac. Ivan oh. said... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You said Eckler... Let's see here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Eckler sucks. Get him out of the Chargers. He's bad. So, go ahead and begin your argument, young young man. Okay, okay, okay. So Eckler has been a, one of the best receivers in the past years, but his last two years he, he has been like outright atrocious at running the football. He's 27th in the league in rushing efficiency. He started that year averaging 2.5 yards per attempt. That's just horrific numbers, and he, he wants, a, he wants a, the Chargers to pay him more. He should be begging for the Chargers to have him in his team, so yeah. That's just my argument. Okay, so and, l- l- let me start off by saying, first of all, he had 4.5 yards per carry last year. No, no, no. I said the first game. But then he, like, yeah, do you remember? He had, like, a couple of, like, so you don't give him, rushes. So you like don't 80. give him credit? You so don't, that's just skews the data. It skews the data. Skew, you have, you skews the data. The so so what, about, what about skewing the data for having a couple bad games in the beginning that skewed his data in the wrong direction? Why Why is the data able to be skewed one of, on one side but okay, not on the other? Okay, no, no, but Smitty, we have to look at outliers. If he, he runs, like, a 80-yard rush. Well, we have to take that out of the equation. No, we don't. Like no, we don't. His, stat, his stats are his stats. He run, he averages 4.5 yards per carry. He has between 4.6 and 4.5 yards per carry. Or 4.4 and 4.6 his last three years. Uh, I'm not saying he won't fall off because of, of his older age. And but his you're, hamstring, but his you're, hamstring is so... But, but your statement here is you said Eckler sucks. And you said get him out of the Chargers. He's bad. Though, like... You're not saying a decline's coming, get ready for it. That is an argument that I'm making. You're saying he sucks. He currently sucks and he is bad and you're trying to use data. You're not you you're using data that you want to use that that helps your argument. Oh, oh, His season I, I stats, a... but but I, Isaac, or no, I, Ivan. Sorry, Isaac. Ivan, he averaged 5 4.5 yards per carry. You can't take out a long run. He he he's the reason he did that. Are you going to take away all Barry Sanders long long runs cuz that guy would lose oh. carries. That guy would lose carries left and right, but he'd rip off long runs. Eckler's the same kind of player in that he's going to have a bunch of short uh 2 and 3 yard runs, but then he's going to rip off a big long run because he's elusive. Like I, oh, I just don't understand I, I how you can say he sucks. Eckler's a great player, but he sucks, uh, you the said. I wanted to take that data, I, the reason I wanted to take that data off was because Eckler is be- behind Keith Smith in darts after contact. He's horrible after contact. So those long runs were basically mostly an offensive line. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He's yeah. bad after contact, but he took very bad stats and turned them into great stats because he lip- rip- ripped off long runs. I'm very confused. I, okay, I, no, no, no. He, uh, okay, I, I remember. Because Tell I me like I'm dumb. Act like, hey, hold on, Ivan, uh, Ivan. Act like I'm a moron and explain it to me one more time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Eckler, uh, George Hafter, carry 
after contact were horrible last year. His efficiency numbers were horrible. And he, he demands a uh, raise. My argument was that the Chargers should just trade him. That, that, that was all I was saying. Okay, so let me ask you this. What about his 100, 107 receptions? And what about his 722? He, he's a great receiving back. But, okay, but but your your but statement your statement says get him out. But your statement says get him out. He sucks. So do you not do you not count any of his receiving as like part of his play? No, no, his receiving. No, no, I literally said that his receiving. I was just uh, talking like he was a horrible rusher, like pure rusher. So even if, let's say, you were to look at your logic and say, okay, ignore the 4.5 yards per carry on the year. Uh, let's take a look at only the beginning of the year. And let's just say that's what he's going to do, and that's who he is. He's a bad runner by a small sample at the beginning of the of the year. You're telling me he sucks, though. He sucks, though. You need to get him out. Even if, let's no, say... No, no, like, but hold on, hold on. They need to get him out of there because he, he was demanding a pay rate. That, like... But, I but Ivan, Ivan, line. even if he runs for three and three point eight yards per carry, that what he's doing for your receiving game is unbelievable. So, like, I, I still don't know how oh, he. Yeah, qualif- yeah, I, okay, so so basically, he, what you meant to say, I, Ivan, let let me uh, let me correct your 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 statement here. Instead of Eckler sucks, Eckler sucks at the beginning of the season. Don't leave in his long runs that end up stretching his numbers back out and. Get him out of the Chargers. He's bad at rushing, in my opinion, says Ivan, but he's an amazing wide receiver. Is that what you meant to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's an amazing wide receiver, yeah. Gotcha. Glad we cleared that up, Ivan. I appreciate you calling in, by the way. It took some balls to do that. What else do you want to talk about, Ivan, after you destroyed me in that argument? What else can I assist you with? (laughs) No, no, no. Um, I don't know. I'm a Saints fan. How do you think the Saints are going to do next year? Uh, I think the Saints are going to look pretty good. I think um, Derek Carr is going to – he's got a lot to prove. I think a lot of people are, are giving Derek Carr no credit at all. They're not blaming that defense for any part of his downfall in L.A. Uh, or, I'm sorry, in Las Vegas. And so – or in Oakland. I think that uh, he's finally going to – I feel like Las Vegas – is very similar to my my Baltimore take. It is a bad, toxic situation. It's where players go to burn their feet off, bro. It's where players go to have horrible careers. Randy Moss vanished in in <laughs> Oakland and came back and became the probably had one of the best, if not the best, fantasy football wide receiver season ever after two years of putrid play in Oakland. Uh, Antonio Brown, like I said, burned his feet off. And, and went there to die. Amari Cooper was bad in yeah, in, in Oakland. Do you uh, think Michael Thomas is going to be back like a uh, top like five wide receiver again? I don't know. I, I think um, no, not 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 no 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 no, uh, not to that degree. Could he like be <laughs> rel- Could again. he be relevant again? Could he be as bad as Eckler is running the football? But on the receiving okay. end, maybe, maybe, bro. Maybe he's a, a wide receiver three in fantasy, but there's no way Michael oh, Thomas is the uh, number one there. It is Chris Olave season. Chris Olave to the moon. Michael Thomas is just a, an accessory. And if he can stay healthy, that's going to be the thing, bro. Can he even three stay years healthy? Ago, he was better than JJ, though. He was better than JJ three years ago. I don't know about that, but I would say he was definitely a top, top you know, one to five wide receiver in his time frame. But I would not call him JJ's level. But I would say because he was a, he was slant boy. He would do slants. He was a he was what you call a one trick pony. He really was. Um, 
But but he he just adjusted to Drew Brees' play style. But 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 I I do think I do think he was arguably the best wide receiver in the league at that moment in time. But it's very easy to forget that. I know that some people are going to say no way he wasn't, but he was. But but it was you know that's in the past, bro. There's no way to ever really recover to what he was. There's just not 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 only is Alave going to make it impossible for for Mike Thomas if healthy to ever regain his even remotely close to his old form. Um, the odds of him staying healthy long enough to prove anything to anybody is slim to none. Slim to none. I, I just hear that Derek Carson is do Alave like he did to Waller. Like he he just gets like a best friend. And then he just passes to him. Entire, Wouldn't you? Like, Wouldn't you? I'm gonna. Th- I'd, th- I'd throw to Olave all day long. And Olave is so dynamic. He's so much more dynamic than Mike Thomas ever was. Even though Mike Thomas was one of the best receivers in the league at, at his moment in time to shine, Olave uh, Olave can stretch the field. Olave can play the wide receiver sideline role. He can play slot. He can play every single. He could go everywhere on the field. And last year kind of helped him evolve because. He was the number one wide receiver, and it wasn't even close, bro, in air yards. Because Winston, I mean, part of that was Winston. Winston was always like that, right? Winston just throws the ball like 90 yards, you know, not not really. But he just literally, it's all air yards for Winston. Just missiles, interceptions and missiles, and eventually wide receivers catch passes. And Alave was so good at stretching the field, though. And then when Winston went down, it was like Alave had to develop his game, his short game, and he did. And so Olave walks out of last year so Olave, polished. Olave but w- what is his ADP right now in fantasy, though? Because if he's like top 30, I don't think he's going to pay off. Mike Thomas? I Bro, oh, double. No, 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 Olave is Olave's second round. Oh my God, that's horrible, Smitty. No, it's not. He'll be fine. If you're buying him at, at, at like a ceiling. I think his ceiling's inside the top 12 overall, but. If you got a, if you yeah, got exactly. a, bu- so you're literally buying him like a couple of spots. Well, uh, like, I mean, I, I think when you talk about pick fifteen, if you're talking about pick fifteen, fifteen overall, and let's say eight overall is still a big margin when you're talking about that that short number of picks. You know, as the the draft gets yeah, deeper, but, that number. But I, but I don't know if it's gonna be the. Well, I mean, but you also think Eckler sucks, so you know, no offense, bro, but I think I'm gonna go with my gut on this one. But I I still appreciate you. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Isaac, I'm just kidding, bro. Or not Isaac, Ivan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why did I name you Isaac? Did you? Did you? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. Let me try and rename you in the system. I, I'm sorry, Ivan. I'll leave you alone at this point. What else can I? I'll be positive the entire rest of the call. What else can I do for you, bro? I don't know. I, I have I have a friend here that that, that wanted to talk to you. I don't know. He he, he called me that he wanted to ask you something about the Giants. I don't know. Okay, put him on. And, and, and I, Ivan, I'm sorry. I appreciate you. I want you to know you're the man. I'm going to send you to the moon, Ivan, for all that you've... you've <laughs> You have balls to call in, and I'll give you that. So, I, Ivan to the moon. To the moon. All right, put your friend on. Eddie, I have a question. I have a question for you. Do you think Daniel Jones is, uh, is going to be a fantasy viable QB1 this year for fantasy uh, in both, both no, leagues? No. I, I think uh, like borderline maybe like could he be QB eleven or twelve? So that means like if you if you if you you know screwed the pooch at quarterback and you're the last guy to pick a, a starter, like yeah, he could be your rotational like a, you pick a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and Danny Dimes and you're trying to rotate them because Aaron Rodgers falls, you know, ridiculous 
to a ridiculous degree. Wait, how would you want to rotate with Aaron Rodgers? He's just going to hand off the ball to Brees Hall like the whole game, and then Brees Hall is just going to score touchdowns. I think I think Garrett Wilson might prove that that might not be the exact case, bro. I think this is like Aaron, no. Ro- Aaron Rodgers is one of the best throwers in the NFL. I, I mean, I know he's I older, know. but he's still he's still going to throw the rock, bro. And, and, well, I, I I mean, you could you could blame that on a lot of things. That's why he you know he's potentially wanting to maybe go somewhere else, and the Packers decided to move on. That that situation isn't exactly the most ideal, but I mean, Christian Watson looked pretty good. I think Aaron Rodgers did fairly well. Do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a top five or six quarterback? No, because what I said was you're rotating Aaron Rodgers with Danny Dimes, you know, based on matchups, and that's right where like Aaron Rodgers is a gift at that 11, 12, 13. You know, I think if you if you got Aaron Rodgers and Danny Dimes and you're rotating them, that's pretty good. Like Aaron Rodgers is, I think, a find at that territory. But am I drafting Aaron Rodgers to beat out the number five or six quarterback? No. I mean, Fields, Lawrence, I'm drafting those guys ahead of A-Rod. But I think A-Rod could dance in the the 8 to 15 overall range. And keep in mind that quarterback 15 and quarterback like 9 are probably like 20 points apart. I don't know. I mean, I, I still probably like him. I, I still like Goff more than him probably. Like he's probably like in the car area. I don't know. He's just like a – he's probably like a hot – like a mid – like QB2 in my opinion. But I don't know. I mean, anyway, bro, um, who, who do you, you could be right. Who, who do you think is the value – out of the Jets wide receivers, I'm thinking it's going to be Elijah Moore. I think he's going to like Elijah Moore out of the slot. Uh, value? Uh, I mean, I still think Garrett Wilson is going to be worth his his weight in in gold. Like, you, you take Garrett Wilson at like 15 overall, 14 overall, 13 overall. He's starting to go at like 8, 9, 10 in some drafts. Like, he's going way too high. And I, I hate that because we've been... But we've, we have enough shares of him in best ball, underdog, fantasy, promo code Smitty. We got enough shares of Garrett Wilson. I think all of us do that. Like, at least we enjoyed it while it lasted. But would I be scared to take Garrett Wilson at the 12-13 turn? No, I wouldn't. Um, in terms of value, yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess it depends on who they bring in. They could still bring in somebody. What if they traded for DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick or a third-round pick? That's possible. But I like Elijah Moore. That happening. They, they've committed way too much money to wide receiver. They still have Corey Davis under contract. He's getting paid like 15 a year. They have Lazard making 13. They spent a first round pick on, uh, on yeah. um, Garrett Wilson, a second round pick on. Uh, yeah, but you, you keep in mind you can convert so much to a bonus, though, and literally make it so team friendly on a restructure that if Aaron Rodgers wanted it, in a cost of let's say two third rounders, like it would be pretty ridiculous to not consider it, given that you are going all in for and one year. So I, I I get what you're saying, and I I do agree it's probably a long shot. I'm just saying from my perspective, I would do yeah. it. But yeah, Lazard, look, Lazard's got the rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Depends where Lazard goes, but you're talking about value. You said who's the value? I I, I think yeah. uh, where's Elijah going in drafts? Elijah Moore probably like double way into double digit rounds. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, because, like, he always liked the slots. He's like Randall Cobb, you know. Before that, I guess Donald Driver back in the yeah. day. He, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, what, what, yeah, what, what's your name, bro? What's your name? Matt. Matt. Matt, appreciate you calling in, Matt. You can even stay on the phone line if you want. You and, and Ivan can stay in the little panel. I'm going to hang up in a second, though. But but Garrett Garrett says Olave in the second round is, a cl- is clown takes. I don't really know. I don't know if Garrett's trying to say that your boy Smitty's a clown because I said Garrett Alave's a second-round player. 
but like that's that's facts whether you disagree with it or not you're kind of you're kind of you're kind of calling somebody out when they're literally telling you what is going on like Alave's a second rounder Garrett he's a second rounder he's going in the second round Garrett if you want Alave Garrett you got to take him in round 2 Garrett that's what it is that's what it is. You can drop the clown emoji all you want. Doesn't change facts. If you want to say Alave's not worth it, Garrett, you can certainly say that, but he is going in the second round. We draft every other night, Garrett. Um, hey, Smitty. Yeah. On If you're like in pick 12, right? How would it do if you went Garrett Wilson and then Alave back-to-back? I've done it. A, I've done it, Bruce. Purge? I've done it, Bruce, and I don't apologize for it. It, it made me feel uh-huh. warm and fuzzy inside, especially when I circled back around and I got like a combination of, put your earmuffs on, Ron, but I got a combination of like Jameer Gibbs, Charbonnet, Alvin Kamara, Javante. Like I, I was able to build that running back room up pretty nicely, and I still got Watson. So I've done that. I've recently done that. I've gotten both of them early. I've gotten Watson, so I got my three wide receivers. And then, boom, I loaded up on the RBs in a way that I like. In a way that I, I think it's going to be amazing. Okay. Why did I need to put my earmuffs on for that? Oh, because I said Camara. Oh, I mean, you're welcome to say Camara all day yeah, long. Yeah, but, but Camara, Camara, Jameer Gibbs, Charbonnet, and Javante were were three, four fantastic running backs to have with Alave, Garrett Wilson, and Watson. Like, if, like that's that's the way. To, that's a fun way to draft. You got three out of the four to go with their wide receivers. I don't, I don't know much about Camaro though. But hey, yeah. All right, hey guys, I got to run. So let that, me that, let that me. Where you got every single one of them? That was phenomenal, dude. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Let Let's go through. Uh, let's go. To, uh, let's Let's see. Uh, Living legend. Last ten seconds. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate you, Smitty, man. You have a good one, man. Everybody in the chat. You know what I mean? Call in any time, pal. Man. Be safe. Call in any time. No doubt, man. Uh, let's go to Ivan, right. Ivan, and Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's his name? Um, fuck, uh, sorry, my guy. My guy for swearing. Um, uh, Rashad Penny on the Eagles. He's getting a minimum contract. Like, why does Eckler, like, okay, so back to the Eckler discussion. Why does Eckler deserve more than six and a half million dollars when Rashad Penny, who I think has led the, who's led the league in yards per carry over the last three years at like 5.7 yards per carry, um, like he's getting paid $1.2 million. Like how, how, like why does Eckler deserve more than six and a half this million? Has gotta, this has got to be Ivan. This has got to be Ivan, not Matt, right? No, no, no. No, no, that was Matt. That was Matt. Oh, Matt. Oh, God. You guys sound the same. I mean, your takes sound the same now. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Really? Really? Rashad Penny? Oh, no, okay. no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Eckler's worth five more million than, than Rashad Penny because he's a much better receiving back. But, like, Rashad Penny's a better rusher. Like, I feel like it's not even an argument. Every statistic, every stat tells you that. And, and when was the last time... Eckler had six 100-yard rushing games in a row to end the season that, like Rashad did a year and a half ago. Um, everyone's saying that the stream is tripping out. Uh, is uh, is the stream back now? 
Can anybody confirm that I got the stream back? I think I think it's back, but I'm not positive. But anyways, the question was why is Rashad like Penny so good? Why is Penny not more deserving than Eckler? The answer is is very simple, bro. Um, it stopped at the Lave and restarted at a Lave. Okay, thanks, Prime. I don't know. I think it's back yet. The the answer is yeah, that Pe- Penny's proven nothing, bro. I like. I mean, I shouldn't say that. He's proven when he's been healthy, but he's proven no ability to stay healthy and no ability to, to run through full seasons. Like, we, we knew that Penny was going to fall flat on his face at some point, you know, because he just can't stay healthy. It's been his MO the entire time in the league. But, but like, did he have some value? Did he scare Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Walker owners a little bit? Sure. But, like, Penny, Penny doesn't deserve Eckler money, bro. Eckler's been one of the most. He doesn't, but like what I'm saying is, after his, like he's complaining that he's underpaid. Meanwhile, like this offseason, we're seeing like isn't Aaron Jones making now like seven million or something? Yeah, seven million. Miles Sanders five million. Miles Sanders five million. Well, Eckler deserves Eckler deserves more for sure. But Penny, like the argument of why does Eckler deserve more than Penny? I just think that's, I mean, that's silly to even discuss. Like, Eckler's, Eckler's been a top no, no, five. No, no, he does. He does. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying they deserve the same, but I, I think, like, I, I think the gap is fair. I think, like, a $5 million gap is a fair gap between the two players. Well, I, I, I don't think Penny's going to be a starter for, you know, I don't think Penny's going to actually stay healthy. Like, that's been his MO his yeah, entire career. So, if if uh, he, uh, Smitty, I, I I got one question, Smitty. Okay, hurry um, up because I gotta go. Tamara's off the field. If Tamara's off the field issues are fully resolved, is he a better pick than Bijan? No, Bijan. Look, bro, I, you you must you guys must be new to the stream, and I appreciate you you following. But like, you have to be somewhat new, or you would already know the answer to that, which is fine. I'm glad we we're finding new people. But Bijan, in my opinion, could be the number one overall running back at the end of the season. Not oh, saying to draft him number one. I'm saying end of year, we reflect back. And same thing that happened with Brees Hall. That sounds so bold to people, which is so funny to me because Brees Hall just did it until he got injured. Brees Hall was on pace to be at least running back one or number two by the end of the year. He was so on fire that it would not have shocked anybody, I think, if he had not tore his ACL and finishes the number two or number one running back on the year. Not just for games started on the year. Bijan Robinson. Bijan is so much slower, though. He's like re- he, he runs really slow between the tackles. He's not slow, bro. He's he's a he's quick. He's quick, but he's quick between the tackles. He's not. He doesn't have the the highest top end speed on the planet. But he ran a really strong forty time, bro. He just proved how quick he is. Did you not watch this combine? The guy oh, had the quickest feet. It step. Like, right, so I think it was a lucky forty time. Bro, like, lucky forty that. time. What are we doing here? This is Mickey oh, Mouse. This is this is Mickey Mouse time right here. Look, hey, look, I, I I get it. You're trying to make bold statements, guys. Okay, especially together. You're rotating on the phone, bold style. I appreciate it. I appreciate the the hard work and work ethic of it. But to sit here and say that Bijan looked slow, he looked electric at his pro day, bro. He was side to his oh, feet yeah, were quick. Totally. He was side to side. He's a he's the next LT. He's the I, I next Ladanian Tomlinson. Film. What? And it's called film. Yeah, the film as well. He, yeah. he looks amazing on film. I agree. 
I got a question. Yeah, but I, you guys, I got to, I got to go. I can't keep doing the dancing back and forth on these, on these funny topics. They're fun. They're, they're really are funny. You guys are, a, you guys are a group of comedians, and I really appreciate you, Ivan and Matt. But I can't, I can't, I got to go. I can't keep answering why is Bijan so slow. Why is Eckler getting paid more than Penny? I feel like we're 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 trying to come up with the most crazy takes we can to see if Smitty will answer them. And for some reason, I've been falling for it. And if those are real questions, guys, you got to watch the show more. Okay, you got to watch the show more. Bijan's gonna be okay. an absolute monster, bro. And I'm gonna Smitty approve very soon a much higher ADP territory to grab him very very soon, very soon. Uh, Garrett's dropping a super chat drafts tonight, Smitty. Yes, Garrett. Yes, Garrett. Even though you called my Alave take a clown take, and maybe you didn't, maybe you just misworded it. Maybe you, maybe you meant that the, the anti Alave take was a clown take. I bet you that's what Garrett meant. Um, I got to go, uh, Matt and, uh, Matt and Ivan. appreciate you guys call, call in anytime. I still appreciate you guys. I hope you know that to the moon, both Matt and Ivan to the moon. What? Damien Pierce to the moon. Yeah. Indian Pierce to the moon. Gotcha. That one I can get behind. Okay, guys. All right. Uh, Bruce, you got 10 seconds. Uh, just treat everyone the way you want to be treated in life, and that's it. And Adam Thielen hopefully makes it uh, makes it good in Carolina. Uh, what are you saying, Bruce, that if I met Jimmy G, he'd treat me like garbage? Is that what you're trying to say, Bruce? No. You, you, no. Way to make me feel bad, Bruce. Way to make me feel <laughs> real bad. All right. I'll see you later, Bruce. Appreciate you. Yep. See you. Uh, what's up, Ron? Last uh, last thing you want to add? <laughs> that was funny. Nope, on your way out the door, make it rain, bro. Yeah. We'll talk uh, to you later. Let oh yeah, yeah. Rain. Ron dropped a twenty dollar on the way out the door, and I, I owe him a rain, a rain, a rain dance. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Jason says, B- "Later, Ron. Appreciate you." Uh, Jason said, uh, "Bijan will be mid to late first round before August. He's he's already at number seven, eight, nine, bro. I know you. You, you know, it, it's crazy." Uh, this is for Ron Navy. Appreciate Ron Navy. Jeez, that went quick. I put new batteries in it, and now I think it's like 40 bills a second. Let's let's fill this up one more time for Ron because that that went a little quick. Jeez, that was that was 10 bills. That was 10 bills. It shoots them out like. Like, uh, I, I don't know, like Bijan touchdowns. Smitty, what's for dinner? Not sure yet. Not sure. But I got to go. Appreciate you all. Thank you for the super chats, everybody.
Thank you, Golf, for the super chat. See you tonight for draft night, midnight Eastern. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Bron. Thank you, Mitch. See you, Ron Navy. Appreciate you, Ron Navy. Thank you, Prime. See you all later. Peace out. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it.